Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Phil's Recap and Review. Game of Thrones, Season 2, Episode 5, The Ghost of Harrenhal. And we're back with our recap and review tonight. Oh my goodness. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. We are here tonight to talk about this Season 2 episode of Game of Thrones. I do want to get something out of the way right off the beginning. We will be spoiling. If you have only seen up to this point in Game of Thrones, if you are on Season 2 wherever of Game of Thrones right now, you may want to turn this off. I will try my best. We will all try our best to not spoil, but it's going to happen. We're really excited about Season 6 that's quickly approaching, and it's going to be hard not to talk about it. But I'm not here alone. With me tonight is Joe Dirty Locks and Katie Crow. How are you guys doing tonight? Hey. Doing awesome. Good, Good to be stuff. here. Good stuff. Had yes. such a great time last night. Yeah, it was a good time. I'm I'm hurting a little bit today. I can't lie. I'm I'm I. This is me in my low gear. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> I haven't had beer since the last time I drank beer on this show. And I, yeah. Not since the last show, but since the last time, I, whenever that was, that was the last. And time if I drank. and if you guys are like, what the hell are you talking about? Last night we got together with Stephanie as well, and we watched uh, Grease live. So it's a real drunk fun Stephanie. moment reaction video. So if you haven't watched that, you can check that out. But tonight we're here to talk about Game of Thrones. If you want to join in the discussion, you can email me at igetissuesman at gmail You can always call seven eight one nine nine zero eight five zero nine and leave a voicemail or. You can do the best fucking thing you could do. Get in here live and talk to the motherfucking chat. The motherfucking chat who is already going crazy. We have our good friend Sam, Timo, Lady, Heath Hinton back tonight. Welcome. I saw Tim Gersh in there too. Holy shit. And and, uh, pre-announcement, I heard that the next musical that they're doing next year sometime or maybe even later this year is going to be Rocky Horror. So uh, so that we're Uh, awesome. And isn't Tim... Curry actually going to be no I, I Tim Curry Tim Curry's really? Tim Curry's they'd have to wheel him out it's a horrible story I don't want to talk about what happened to poor ass Tim Curry I'm going to talk about what happened to poor ass Renly Baratheon tonight on Game of Thrones and <sighs> poor Renly oh but not the king not the king not definitely not and but the title of this episode before we get too far into this is the ghost of Harrenhal. it's it's a reference to the book where a lot of the murders that were taking place at the time were done by someone called the ghost of Harrenhal, and also aria ref, referred to herself a lot as a as a as a ghost mm-hmm. in her chapters and stuff like that and and also the tickler who dies at the end of this episode, I think is doesn't Arya actually kill her kill her him herself in the books, I believe. But whatever. It's a, a lot of changes, a lot of butterflies came up starting around this time in season two. I'm just so disappointed in Arya. You were disappointed whoa. in Arya. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are you oh, disappointed? Oh, I think I know. Okay. So disappointed. Why are you disappointed in Arya? Get, get, let's hear it, Joe. Of all the people she could have picked, I picked the tickler. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're gonna get we'll get into that towards the end like, of the episode. First things first, yeah, I, I guess. So but like, many. if you're gonna go, if you're gonna get it, like, go yeah. big or go home, already. And welcome, Ren Renwood. We have we yeah. have a comment from Ren Renwood later in the episode about an interesting character. This episode also introduces a few interesting characters that we, by this point where we are in season six, we haven't seen or heard from in a while, and they seem very important in the moments that we see them here. So, especially when okay. we get. Get into the Daenerys. Reminded me of a future episode, a future story <laughs> from a future episode. <laughs> so it is a fun episode of Game of Thrones to talk about. Watching this episode back, I, maybe it was because I'm hungover last night from the from the 
drunk on grease, drinking too much grease last night. <laughs> uh, but it was it's just such an amazingly compact episode. Everything that they fit into this episode. I do want to mention that this season, with the season two, I got a hold of the, the commentaries, the DVD commentaries. This is the one episode of the entire season that there's no DVD commentary for whatever reason. Some episodes oh, I, I actually found the time the timeline seemed very strange to me in this episode too. Especially because right after it starts out with 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 what here? It start with, it starts. Uh, we start off at at King Renly's camp after he has talked. We'll we'll get into the recap, but where we start is at King is Renly's death is where the episode start, right, starts. Right. Okay. So so that that's a good point. Let's transition right into this episode. I I I see what you're saying about that, Joe. I think it's because they they compacted a lot of stuff happens in this episode. Yeah. And it and it yeah it happens they quick. do uh, like progressive movement in this episode for a lot of stories exactly so the episode starts off at renley's camp it's 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 a big hub 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 they're all excited because they're gonna they're gonna kick stannis's ass in the morning it's they're all preparing for battle to destroy grumpy old king stannis and uh there's also strong winds afoot we we see catelyn stark meeting with renley and the command tent two of the king's guard are outside watching with brienne and tart brianna tarth in there kind of kind of just standing guard doing basically what she does best doing her star wars role where she's, oh, she's psyched because when he starts to kind of like yeah. he's going to disrobe and shit and get ready for bed and she's still in the room have she's, a good she's the very, only very guard proud. on duty she is very proud she is in, in her element this is her dream job yeah For my, so I, my heart reasons. broke with hers yes the oh such a travesty with her, her with her no no. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Renly and Catelyn have this have this interesting conversation where Renly's trying to again it's very it's very apropos when people say that he's playing at king. He's not really a king, he's mm. playing a king. It comes off extremely the case in this scene where he's posturing. It seems like he's just very much posturing with Lady Stark here. To. Yeah. But it, he has to because if he's the king, he's the king. He but he's not the king. It. He's not the he, king. But here's the thing. He's a baby. He He's calling himself a king and he's got an army at his back. <clears throat> he's married a woman that calls herself the queen. Not For all the, intents and purposes, until he's dead or he decides he's not, or people dethrone him as such, I guess. I guess he is a king. But if he if he he needs oh, Rob Stark. Yeah. To swear his fealty as well. well he can't and be no, like, okay, Rob did, can be Joe, a king I'm also. Sorry. Joe, I'm sorry, but I disagree with you in the sense that I don't think just him saying he's a king makes him a king. I, what I makes him a king? What I makes a king a king? Well, in, the, in this world, the bloodline. His brother's the king. I fucking hate Stannis because of what he does later, but Stannis, is the, he's wrong. He's fucking wrong but, here. But then, but then here's the thing. See, we can say that a Baratheon has the bloodline because there's supposedly Targaryen blood in oh, there. Oh, don't, gi- don't give me da- – I'm uh, shutting you off. Don't fucking give me Daenerys. Fuck you and Daenerys right now. But, hey, no, I wasn't even going to say that she's the rightful king or queen because women don't really ascend to the throne oh. or to seats of power. It goes to the males. So, like, none of them are really the bloodline to be king. So I don't get what so you're saying. So if it's exactly. not bloodline, then it's then if Renly Whoever has what makes a king. It's like kind of what Vary says: a king and a, a priest and a sellsword stand in the room, each beg the other to kill to mm-hmm. kill them. Who's who's got the power? 
power I, is, is then Rob the then Rob then Rob is, is the, then Rob's the king. But and that's and that's then what Rob's Caitlin's argument. That's what Catlin's argument is. Is my son's got the whole north behind him. He's a king. He's a king just like you. And what what Renly's trying to do no, here my, is very smart. My, no, Renly's trying to put Rob in the same position that Dorn is in. I you hear, can be kings, you can but be I princes. Think, but I, where, I, where I think, excuse me for a second, where I think uh, Renly is fucking up here, though, is because he's trying to play it from both sides. He's trying to say, oh, I have the men, and I have a great claim with my birthright. He and Rob does, too. He can't play it both ways, though. It's Renly is just, I don't know. It, Renly just pissed me off in this whole situation on this rewatch. I think, he, I think he plays it kind of smart because he doesn't say, no, Rob can't be king. He just says, you know, Rob needs to swear fealty to me. He can call himself king if he wants, but if he doesn't, basically Renly is also saying if he doesn't, then when I clean up this mess, I'm coming to clean up that mess. Mm-hmm. And it would this would be a lot better if me and Rob were as good of friends as our parent, as my brother and his father were. They held this kingdom together. They're the ones. They're the reason why there was still a seven kingdoms after the rebellion. Yes, Tim. I know. I look very hungover. I look like shit. I'm like, uh, yeah, fuck Rob, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, so so basically they have a big discussion back and forth, and Renly kind of pulls his big boy pants on and goes, hmm, let me think, knowing that this whole time that he really can't give t- – I know he he acts – this is to me. He acts like Rob needs him in some ways, but Rob doesn't really – Rob, Rob – it's not that Rob needs him. It's that either way, right now, Renly – gets to use Rob and Rob's army, period. Rob's army has taken pretty much the entire force of the Lannisters and the king right now, and they're all up north fighting Rob. This gives Renly and his all his bannermen, even Stannis and all his bannermen when he finally gets them, you know, uh, the ability to attack King's Landing. It has no force to protect it because they're all dealing with Rob Stark. So Rob needs Renly. Renly doesn't need Rob. Renly already has Rob doing what Rob, what he needs Rob to do, which is distract the army, distract all those bannermen of the kings, and keep them fighting and keep them dying up north. Meanwhile, Rob's getting weaker. So, Renly's so, getting stronger. So why do you think? So why do you think Rob? Uh, why do you think Renly puts up such a big fuss to get Rob on his side because he wants to again feel like he's wearing Robert's pants, feeling yeah, like uh, that's a big part of it. Also, it helps to shore up his claim to the throne over Stannis's because they, they haven't sworn fealty to Stannis. They haven't sworn fealty to anybody. They basically said, fuck this. If everybody's going to claim kingdoms and then we're the North, man, that shit's ours. There are no dragons to stop that from happening. But anymore. ultimately the North never really gave too much, too much of a shit anyway, what the rest of the kingdom did. They were pretty much when, no. it, when it comes down to it, they don't, we don't give a shit what the Southerners Say and especially since you know Robert Baratheon was in power and Ned was his best friend. <laughs> no, Robert wasn't sending orders up north. Send us more money. Send us more food. Send us more taxes. Ned was just sending it, and, and like, it doesn't like it wasn't all up in Ned's shit. It was probably for the last twenty years, whatever. Rule the North, dude. That's uh, too much of my fucking to worry about. Send the fealty yeah, and, 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 the, and the gold every just month. Send the taxes. Right, just send the taxes and. Do whatever the fuck you want. So, in Cat- the wood from Iron Wrath. <laughs> Cat- <laughs> Iron Wrath. 
bastards. Uh, oh, fucking foresters. So, so Catelyn is hesitant and Renly reminds her that Robert and, and Ned's friendship is kind of what held the Seven Kingdoms together. Catelyn asked what he offers in return for Rob's loyalty. Renly says that he'll destroy Stannis' army and that it's, okay, I guess it's his mannerisms that bother me in this scene more than anything. It's the way he, yep, tomorrow morning I'll kill Stannis and uh, then we'll come together and I'll help you defeat your enemies. It's just yeah, he doesn't he understand. He comes the... across as like a little boy living in a fantasy. Yeah, world. he doesn't. It just to me, it comes off that he doesn't understand the gravity of the situation. Mm-hmm. Whereas, whereas Rob, yes, he is green in some ways, uh, and we know we know where that goes. But I think Rob at least understands the gravity of what's going on. Ned yeah. prepared his kids better than the Baratheons were. Than Renly was prepared, having Stannis and and uh, and Robert, his older brothers, preparing him for what what yes. was to come. Yeah, Rob has seen blood growing up and the honor of killing yourself, or not killing yourself, but killing others with your own hand. And now he's been at war and he's been in battle. He just He's not just dressing up all pretty and saying I'm king. And he feigns so much respect for Catelyn Stark that and then Mm. when she offers him a just words of somewhat wisdom, maybe you should second Second, maybe you should think about discussing this with Stannis. We should kill the Lannisters. There's, 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 then you guys fight. Let's all do. Let's go. Let's go together. Then you guys fight over. Kill Lannisters first. Fight later. Come on. Just yeah. And very wise. And, very wise. And he's just you can't like, do that. You can't do that. He's like, uh, you don't there's understand. no way they can settle their squabble afterwards, because if either one of them lends credence to the other's claim, it makes it that much worse. It. It makes doubt in your own Bannerman's mind as to who they're going to like. Oh, so we have a choice. Now. <laughs> there should be. Well, we don't again, want to listen to again. I hate being put in this. What Renly says. I hate being put in this position, but I have to again defend Stannis. Then it's initially rent to me Renly's fault for not just getting in line in the first place and having I everybody agree. together. But but I whatever. Agree. Let's jump in the. And chat. That's not his fault. That's Highgarden's fault. A lot of those Bannermen came with with Highgarden and not with Renly. So let's bl- let's blame Mace, mm. Mace Tyrell. <laughs> yes, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and when and and you can kind of see that too, even though you know Stannis gets Renly dies here in this scene. It's about to happen. Yeah, we're about to talk about it. So, so let's jump let's jump into the chat really quick here. Uh, oh my god, these rewatches make me so mad at Stannis, even though I like him because if you'd only worked with Rob, a lot of these things never would happen. Says Timo. Uh, Sam yes. also asks uh, adds because of all the kindness, Renly would have made a better king than Joffrey and Tommen combined. I do think I absolutely do think if if Renly was seasoned a little bit better, again we talked about this a lot last week. Been what Stannis actually says. I would have made him my heir, whatever, it had worked mm-hmm. under him for a while. I think eventually when Stannis pissed off the wrong person and got killed, Renly would be the better king. I think Renly has something that neither of his two brothers have, an understanding of the people. He likes the process. In he's the way, way too manipulatable. Good point. He, yeah, wouldn't have well, been king. he wouldn't have been king at all. The Tyrells would have been ruling, period. But he cares about yeah, the people. But that's what. But you're ideas. you're making my point, Joe. That he would need to learn that. That's what yeah. he's green behind the ears because no one taught him. Working under someone like Stannis and Stannis, Stannis's yeah, no, attitude. Renly, Renly fucked up. Renly, Renly, in my mind, deserves to fucking die here. He, he had no business uh, trying to jump his brother's claim. That's fucking bullshit. 
he should have stood up to his little boyfriend and told him, no, go fuck yourself, my brother's mm-hmm. king. Plus, and he really, you throw your army behind him. He really thinks he's pretty, too, because he's like, right before he dies, he looks himself in the mirror, takes off his clothes. Brienne, Brienne sniffs his panties. Oh, he's wicked full of himself. Oh, yeah. his pants. He's like, mm, you smell good. He's looking at how pretty it is. And then I have to say, as... I, it's a kind of a weird cut the way they cut it. The wind blow. He, well, they make someone makes a comment. Um, he makes a comment. He makes the comment. Uh, she says, "Why don't you work this shit out with?" I, I have. The, I actually have the quote. Our two houses. You, have, our two houses have always been close, which I am begging you to reconsider this battle. Negotiate a peace with your brother. Negotiate with Stannis. You heard him out like, there. I had better luck with debating the wind. Bring and me- then you hear the wind blow. Mm-hmm. Uh, like after that you hear yeah that that that's, and that's what and that's the weird cut you're talking about no right no there. i no i actually like that the, the weird cut mm-hmm. comes a second later when they flash to the mirror then they flash to the reverse side of the mirror no! and you see it from brienne's perspective and it looks at renly and you can see renly through the mirror and the and the yeah. shadow yeah. comes out from behind no i like that part you're talking about joe i like that transition it's the transition from him looking at himself in the mirror that last time, transitioning to Brienne viewing him and him yep. dying from behind. And yeah, it was, it's right after the wind happens, and then and then comes the weird cut. And so, so Catelyn and Brienne are stunned when Renly watch. We watch as transfixed in the mirror. The smoke, kind of the smoke monster, gets all lost. Like no, whatever. It, it, I never it dissipates. Th- yeah, it just dissipates. It dissipates. And like the, the the knife that's like sticking smoke. out of him kind of pops, turns into like blood and. Shit, it's weird. It's pretty. Well, it was neat. part of the shadow. Yeah, yeah. It was like the yeah. It was it was cool. It's neat. I like. I it. thought I thought it looked very cool. I I think it came through that without having to have it told to you, it did look and feel like it was Stannis doing yes. it. You yeah, could, you could feel the fact of Stannis. Welcome from Australia. Lots of love to you. Thank you for checking out the stream tonight. Uh, Heath says, but wait, Stannis believes that the younger brother uh, serves the older like when he held Storm's End. He's he's old school. The best way of saying it is Stannis at least comes off as old school. But that being said, and we'll get to it, when we get to Stannis' initial reaction, when we see him again after this moment, to me – it reads as he's almost done drugs for the first time and he's high on this power and he yep. doesn't like the way it makes him feel. Cause he, yep. he, he just has this crazy eyed look like I cannot. And this, this is part of what things we know later. He just can't believe. I think he really killed his own brother or, mm-hmm. or has that did that for his power and I'll do anything for my power. And and that's where he really becomes mad. And I, it makes, if he's good, I think he makes a mistake. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it more later, but I think, he lets Davos manipulate him again. If you if you're gonna go with the Red Woman half the way, you gotta go with her the the whole way. You can't let you can't use her to kill your brother and then feel kind of bad about it and let Davos man, manipulate you to keep her back back safe. I mean, we know what happens later, but I think I really do think at this point Stannis probably should have just he he picked his horse. He should have ridden that Red Woman all the way home and he, deciding to leave her behind is a stupid move. Me. Well, that just shows his internal conflict. Still, Davos is the word is the uh, um, reasonable one. I don't think Davos is manipulating him at all. No, He's no, 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 straight out. No, You're I, fucked. I You're think... doing some fucked up shit, and this is not cool. And it's all because of that bitch. Katie, you Katie, just killed your brother. Katie. You just killed your brother. Katie, you're Katie. You're right. I think I think manipulate was the wrong word. I think. Is there a is there a word for manipulating someone with the truth? Like just telling them the truth and then the hard truths. <laughs> or not even the hard truths, but just 
telling them, listen, dude, do you, you realize what's going on here? I, I was in a cave with this red woman who birthed. I don't want to hear a Phil. I don't want to know what kind of fucking weird shit comes well, like losing said, out of that. Just look in the mirror, Stannis, and you've got crazy eyes. Stop it with the crazy eyes. Yeah. Enough with both, that. Both the Baratheons drank into the Kool-Aid. They were both being poisoned. They were both being told some pretty heavy shit that they want to believe is true. But my, I, I guess am my god. Is... I am the god fire oh, yeah. made try, life, try, made try. human flesh. But and Joe... the other one, I am I am the true leader of the people. My point though is when you're gonna do that though, at least Renly committed to it. Stannis yes. Stannis took one step forward and then said, Ah, I don't like how that made me feel. I'm not gonna do that shit again. You just killed your no, brother. No, Go what, all the way. What, I think he's I think it makes sense. I think what's what Davos is saying isn't like step back from the red woman. He's saying don't let like when he says don't the lose perception. don't lose the bannerman that you just won from Renly to her, because if the men start to think that it's her doing all this that it's her calling yeah. the shots that it's her manipulating stannis and winning these battles and shit that's the truth is. though <laughs> well yeah you can't let the bannerman know that that's why you gotta leave that girl behind well yeah. and stannis won't admit it to himself at this right point. at this point he's he still conflicted he's still trying to be the good guy in a sense i think it it feels like stannis is going to put a knife in this this woman as soon as he's done doing what he needs to do anyway <laughs> I hope so. I hope that I hope that's where the relationship goes. I hope she doesn't manipulate him into doing anything horrible to mm. anyone he cares about or anything. I no, um, don't take the horrific turn. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's gonna go, <laughs> Kate, Katie. There's no way it'll go that route. I, I don't think so. Dear Joe, you need a coffee. <laughs> I said, Gabe. Uh, Timo says, I just watched the show. Just started the books. I love the show. I probably <coughs> love him more in the books. <laughs> Joe's face. Does anyone <laughs> believe that Stannis would have won the Battle of Blackwater if he'd brought Mel? Melisandre. Melisandre, that's my point, Steel Sabers, kind of, or my overall, my general question, I guess, while I'm, while I'm talking about this. I think he would have at, at that point. I think not bringing her cost him that battle in some weird way. I believe in the Red God, man. Uh, uh, I'm in with uh, the Red God. I believe in her so power. No, I'm, 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 I'm kidding to a, certain, to a certain extent. I think, I think we'll, we'll get to Blackwater when we get there. I don't think it could have hurt. I guess I'll say that. In, considering what fucked him was, was, uh, was was wildfire i i mm. having a woman that has some relationship with fire and couldn't have hurt the situation but whatever it would have been interesting to see what her if any influence she could actually have in this yeah situation. i mean it's a because what she's it, very much a trickster and a con artist right i'm not saying she has real power uh, but i do think that anyone who has any connection to the red god got a little power jolt once the dragons were born into the oh world. yeah i don't know well as Shadow far babies. as being a trickster and a charlatan like that's all well and good, and I, 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 sure, there's a certain bit of that, but, dude, bitch Shadow gave birth baby. to Shadow Baby. Right, no, right. I, well, that's what I'm saying. A <laughs> yeah. lot of her right. shtick is a con, but, but I think she But dragons just got born girl. into the world. Everyone's magic yes. meter has just risen up a little bit. She now has a little bit more shit going on. Welcome, Ada fan. Welcome, all of our friends. If you guys had to pick one character as a favorite, who would it be? My favorite, probably, if I had to pick just one, it would be it would be Tyrion. I, I I'm guessing Joe's would be Arya. It's a it's a that's a that's a tough one. That's a very that's a big tough one. Um, it's either Arya or or Tyrion. It's one or the other. For me, it has, has to be. For me, it's Tyrion or. 
or maybe Cersei and maybe Cersei in a weird fucking way. I love fucking Cersei. I love her fucking wacky craziness. She's she's fucking amazing. I just love crazy motherfucking character. I just love him. I love him so much. Yeah, I've known some uh, Cerseys in my in my real life. Yeah, we we. So she just all of us know some Cerseys in real life. We 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 met that person. I I guess. in, in the show, it's going to have to be Tyrion only because of Peter Dinklage. Yeah, he, no, I hear, I hear. The master craftsman uh, that he yeah. is really just pulled. But I think in the books, it's a lot closer uh, between him and Arya. And I, I have to say, Jon Snow because of the bastard thing and relating to it. I have a connection with Jon Snow uh, and a couple oh. people. The, the chats go Braun and Ed. I love, I love that Tom Braun and Ed. Uh, so I love Braun. Oh, Varys is awesome. Varys, I especially about with his backstory. The ho- the Hound is amazing on the show. I, I like the Hound of the oh. book, but the, the the performance of the of the Hound on the show it made me even more of a fan of him mm-hmm. as a character. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of good characters. Yeah. There's a lot of He wrote a lot of great characters. Oh, no, and the I... actors that play them just really personify them. So, so oh, let's wow. let's let's finish off the first scene. So the guy, <laughs> so the guards uh the guards rush into the tent because they hear Brienne screaming and immediately they think that Brienne Well, she's holding him. his dead body I know, too, but still I know, but you're I I don't know. If 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 you're in the King's Guard and you met, I guess you could think she just conveniently showed up. But the, for whatever reason, they think that Brienne kill, killed her. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I understand. <laughs> I understand why. But you pause. Lady Stark's there saying, "No, no, guys, she didn't do shit." But whatever. Yeah. So we they get, still attack her. They There's still no a- like weapon that he in in obvious sight that he's been killed with. They're both of the people are in shock or devastated yep. that are in the tent with him. It's a leap. It is a leap, an assumption they, that they made, especially some woman that some not some, some person that Renly's keeping closer to him than anything, and she mm. seems to like give her life to him. But I don't know. This is where time becomes wonky. Who knows how long she's been there serving him? Yeah. Uh, if yeah. it's been a longer time, it's more it bo- it bothers me more. If it's been a short period of time, they could think, oh, that's why she she's just some spy, and she was sent here to, by Ren by Stannis to kill him, and. Yada yada, but what, for whatever reason, it's a chance to see Brienne be a complete badass and kick, and kick the fucking piss oh. out of these two guys. Dude. But no, no, no. But he, no, no. It's that he knows. He knows her. Yeah, they've known. Right. Each they've other known each other for a long time. For She's been at court. She was. She was sent to court. Sent to fall balls and all that shit. They call her Brienne the Beautiful yeah, to make fun of her and her. shit. Like she's not just like she's the she's the lady of the Sapphire Islands. She's she's a very rich woman. She's you know, awesome. like. So she's well known. All, all these people, all these people know who she is. She just doesn't have a lot of friends. They're not like, you know, she ain't so hanging what, out. So what do you? So what? Uh, what she's weird. Yeah. She dresses in voice Joe, clothing. So and what? Shit. So what are you saying that they are right to assume that she killed Renly? Yeah. Or wrong to assume that she killed. Why? Renly? Because she's a cross-dresser. Phil, that's pretty fucked up. No, I'm. I'm just curious. I'm. A, I'm just trying to understand. <laughs> I'm trying to understand what you were saying. Oh, I'm no. saying they. Oh, I'm just saying she's not like. It's not like she's an outsider, like, right. the, like she's so, a spy. They, they know who she is. Renly has known her for many years. So don't you think it's yeah. a weird leap to go to think that she Absolutely. I think it's the stupidest thing. I've ever, like, the two guards run in. They're like, kill everybody in the fucking room yeah. because the king's dead. Like, the fuck? Who, first off, you two guards are attacking two ladies. You, they could lose their fucking heads for that, like, anywhere. Well, I think, though, that she's been seen as kind of a weirdo and an outsider her whole life, and it's not too difficult for people who see someone like that to say, oh, 
Now they're doing bad shit. I always knew they would. Kill it. Interesting question. Who is the better oh. villain, Joffrey or Ramsay? Joffrey. He's Ramsay. Pretty yeah, inspiring, Rory. yeah. Ramsey would have to go. I appreciate what that Joffrey Baratheon can do. Yeah, he he would admire the kid. Uh, Ramsey, has had a lot of amazing stuff to work with, and he still yes. has he still has a lot left to come too. So it's it. I, I feel like the story hasn't been told yet. Right now, Joffrey would edge him out a little bit for me. But ask me again when Ramsey's story's done, it might change. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is too, like he Ramsey was kind of taught this. He grew up with this family uh, tradition. Plus I had And Joffrey s- just kind of brought it on to himself. This is he what this like, is yeah, what it I is. I like this. This is what it is for me. I think Woo-hoo. I like Ramsey. Ramsey Ramsey's more fun to watch be- because mm. I like the people for the most part because most of the torture that we've seen Ramsey inflict is to is to Theon. <laughs> so I enjoy it. I, I it makes me like him more, but the more horrific acts as a total is like considering some of the things we've seen Joffrey did more horrified me. So I, I less, if that makes any sense because watching Ramsey torture Theon was almost fun to me. Whereas, whereas seeing some of the shit that Joffrey did to complete innocence was just mm. like horrifying, but yeah. And he he came up with that all by himself. And they he both is, tortured. He just did his own right. Ramsey was kind of raised to be that way. So He's just following family tradition. Yeah, it seems to be most, very special. Most of the chat seems to seems to be on Team Ramsey, but a couple of people are saying Joffrey too. But it's uh, yeah. we're having a, a good. Most people are <laughs> Ramsey by far. Ramsey can't lose. <laughs> Wait, Joffrey can't lose. <laughs> Joffrey will have it's, someone. It's else. a difficult one. Ram- Joffrey, Joffrey has some work to do to catch up to the yes, sick shit yes. that I'm sure Ramsey's been doing in his life. He well, does. He's supposed to be much younger. Plus, Ramsey's doing it. Ramsey's doing it himself. Joffrey is having someone else do it for him. Which, for the is, most a, part. which is even a little sicker. Yep. Yeah. Because you're not only not only Ramsey. is it like yeah because you get to make like someone who would never do something like that do something like this. You get to yeah. see the disgust on their face and the pain on the face and anguish on the face. You get to destroy two souls with one right. fucking sadistic act. So, so, okay, so Renly's dead. We can, we don't have to talk too much more about oh, Renly. Yeah, so, uh, bump, bump, bump. We'll miss you, Renly Baratheon. Well, well, when they attack Brienne, Brienne just cuts them down. Oh, like it was beautiful. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. this primal scream and she runs one of them through the shoulder down the, down like, Oh, it's amazing. She's just like butter. They're nothing. They're not even like a... They come in, they try to take her, and they just die. Yeah, no, she is so powerful and so skilled in the scene. It's it's absolutely beautiful to watch. Yeah. And then and then they flee. And then they're like, run away! Run away, run away! Run yeah, let's get the hell out of here. Uh, well, Catelyn kind of pep, talk, pep talks her yes. and goes, don't stay here and die. Let's get the hell out of here. You can't avenge right. him if you're dead. So they exit stage yeah. right. And the next scene, we get Littlefinger watching Stannis' fleet approach. And we don't need to have Littlefinger say anything to understand what he's thinking in this moment. He's looking at Stannis' fleet. He goes, my bullshit won't work on Stannis. I better get the fuck out of here and get, yeah. and get the Tyrells out of here and run because... Stannis won't listen to a second of my bullshit. He'll just he'll just stab me in the side of the head. I I don't understand the Tyrells at all. Like, and, and then he runs all to the, the other Bannermen. Go to Stannis. Accept the Tyrells. Well, I I understand that they weren't just Bannermen. Like, yeah, they were the ones that talked to each other. A girl calling herself queen. That's true. She's usurping Stannis's wife's uh, position. 
that and, has to be punished. And I, I'm I'm a little bit ignorant on this. Someone in the chat, or I can check my facts later. But I want to say that Stannis had some sort of conflict in with the Tyrells during Robert's War, where mm. when they were attacking, mm. when he was holding Storm's End. I I might be making that up, but somewhere in my memory banks, it's floating there that maybe he has some history with the Tyrells and already kind of has a fuck those people in a, in a way or or mutual dislike for each other but again i could be pro i possibly could be making that making that up yeah uh tom says yes mace Lage siege on storm's end while stan stan has held it that's how he knows ah. sam's dad oh okay yeah so so cool that i'm not completely making up facts in my mind that's good to know <laughs> I, i'm not quite on my game tonight but but i I'm, I'm glad to know that i'm not making shit up so we get this scene with the tyrells and and again, it's it's basically just Loras bitching a little bit and crying out, crying out about what happened to Renly and about how he wants revenge on Stannis. Littlefinger comes in there and is like, what are you guys going to do? Well, maybe you should get the fuck out of here. But, and does his little finger thing and is like, come on, protect me and help me get out of here because we're all dead if Stannis shows up and he's going to be oh, here in, so in an hour. <laughs> tick, 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 motherfucker. That, that was a good shot of all the boats over. Uh, it, yes. was, it was yeah. a good scene. Baelish's shoulder. Very impressive. And individual. and we, we ultimately in this scene we get we get uh, Peter Baelish tell me Sir Loris what do you desire most in the world revenge I've always found that to be the purest of motivations but you won't have a chance to put your sword through Stannis not today you'll be cut to pieces before he sets foot on solid ground if it's justice you want be smart about it and and also because. And Marjorie jumps right in because you can tell the minute Littlefinger walks in the room that Marjorie's been trying to do the same shit to Loras, getting him mm-hmm. to get get the fuck out of there. And yeah. and we have I actually forgot about this. Th- these whole interactions on the rewatch, watching this, it was almost like watching it for the first time. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot about these scenes. And we get a really fun interaction with Baelish and Marjorie, where he goes, uh, where the talk- dress Marjorie's wearing is. Oh yeah, the uh, e-collar, so she doesn't chew the on E-coli. her wounds and stitches. Oh, the doggy collar, right? Yeah, it's an Elizabethan collar. So, so ultimately, Marjorie says that. Oh, she looks at Renly and she says, "Oh, he was very handsome." It, and uh, Baelish calls her Grace, and she's like, "I was. I'm not a queen. He was never a king." Blah blah blah. And she "Do you want to be the queen?" She goes, "No, I don't." I want to. Do you want to be a queen? No, uh, I want to be yes. the fucking queen. And you. And it's it's hard to talk about Marjorie in this situation without seeing where it eventually goes to mm-hmm. her actually being queen at some point. But it she she played an she's playing an interesting game. The Tyrells. What fucking game are the Tyrells playing at the game of Game of Thrones here? It's who are they truly aligned to? Are they truly aligned to the Targaryens? Where it really comes down to it. I don't know. There's themselves is it their own agenda so but is their ultimate goal one of positivity power but through positivity through feeding the people marjorie never seems like she has the the tyrells never seem like they have bad intentions for the power they just want the power because they feel like they're the best people for it because they're the they're actually yeah. good people i mean i guess i'm more asking those questions not saying i believe that i but but it just it makes you ask a lot of or it makes me ask a lot of questions about what the what the Tyrell's motivation is for for attaining this power because they seem like good people for to want this kind of power. Maybe they just think they can run the kingdom better than everybody. Well, yeah, I think they're very practical 
And they know that you have to take care of your citizenry to maintain your power because it's all about perception. And they truly believe that they have the most intelligence and wisdom and cunning to be in power and keep it. Unlike all of these other families. Everybody in the chat. Great point, Katie. Timo says, yeah, it was too small. and uh, But T Tom says the Tyrells are probably the most functional of the great houses of Westeros. Yeah. Timo yeah. says, uh, Tim says uh, Tyrell's motto is, more human than human. <laughs> Sam says, I saw somewhere <laughs> in uh, Lord that they're very much still Targaryen loyalists. That's what I was kind of hinting at. Are they loyal to the Targaryens in the same mm. way Varys possibly is? And a lot of other people still want, know that Daenerys is out there and are just stalling for time till they can join up with Daenerys at, when she crosses the ocean, uh, crosses the sea. Uh, Tyrells want Targaryens on the throne. That's their loyalty, says Heath. Uh, they're playing the Game of Thrones. The Tyrells are a um, matri uh, matrionic uh, hidden behind the wall of uh, managed males. Uh, that might be Sam. The Martells of Dorne are by far the biggest Targaryen supporters. So, yeah. So, ultim ultimately, I, that's – I kind of was hinting at that, but thinking that they are probably very supportive and still holding on to the Targaryen thing like a lot of hmm. – because Jorah makes reference to it. I'm not sure if it's in this episode. I, I'll have to see in the notes. I know that times he talks about it a little bit in this episode. Our allies are across the narrow sea. They're not mm. here. And I think some of the people he's talking about are probably the, the Tyrells, the yeah. people that would be supportive if she came back. Look, in Dorne. I, in Dorne, yeah, people are saying yeah. the Dorne people are the biggest Targaryen supporters. I think they would back whoever they had to at the, at the time. And ultimately, they do see maybe the Targaryen line being the best one to be in power or their own at their side. And then eventually the Tyrells will own it completely. But whoever whoever they have to align themselves with, they will because they want to be in positions of power. Mm -hmm. uh, Tom says, I think that the Tyrells are the most level headed and the pragmatic of the families. Ladon, welcome, Ladon. Martyr is to put a woman in power. Um, Martin is going to put a woman in power at the end game. I just I want it to be Arya. <laughs> so, somehow I want everyone to be dead and Arya to be sitting there eating an apple and being responsible for it all. Just like, sitting on the throne like Conan. But the not queen. I'm stopping. not talking about queen. Like she just burns it all down and she's just sitting there eating an apple. Like Conan and, sitting on the throne. Yeah. At the she end of rules the series, over Baelish's right? ashes. Yeah. Cutting the cutting the apple on the Game of Thrones. You know, like slicing it on one of the swords and just eating it and just relaxing, putting putting her feet up. Okay, so our next scene after that is we see Marcella in in the Red Keep Garden playing with uh, playing with a couple of other people, and and Cersei is watching her from the balcony. Tyrion is in there, and they start talking about this is where I think something Joe was talking about earlier about the time period, about how long uh, how long's going on because we get a moment here where Tyrion's are where, however long times passed, Tyrion's already gotten word of what happened to Renly and it's already so it's so yeah, how long it's a time jump a time well, that, that, could, that could only be like a, a day or two's ride from the where enemy. they were camped at but what I was talking about the time jump is is uh, Theon's getting on a boat right mm -hmm. in like the next scene or something and they're going to go to Torrance Square and raid the shores and all that shit and then by the end they've already taken Torrance Square that just seemed very uh, quick. That it's part of the whitewashing of the uh, of the Greyjoy storyline. Yeah, it's like that should have taken at least like 
a couple of weeks to to boat the fuck over there, up there, whatever, and then like and then across the land mass. and then across across the landmass, then take it, then for them to get word out, whether it be a crow or some or a rider or something. I don't know. It just seemed a little strange. A little quick. So Tyrion at Tyrion joins uh Tyrion in Cersei scene here, which I really fucking love. I love every opportunity that we get to have the two of them interact in any possible scene, and both of them are eating up the moments, and it's it's just really fun to watch the two of these guys inter interact. Tyrion joins her to deliver the news of Renly's death. Cersei starts uh drinking wine crazy. We start getting a little bit of drunk kooky Cersei here and asks uh who's responsible, and they start talking about all the different stories of who it could possibly be. And uh, and he elaborates, says that maybe it was Catelyn Stark. Some say it was Renly's Kingsguard, and others say it was Stannis himself when negotiations went bad. Cersei raises her empty wine glass over and says, "To whoever's responsible, you know, good good for us." Tyrion says that Varys <laughs> said, "No, you're an idiot. Everything you say is an idiot. Every every point you make is stupid." Cersei no, says that ultimately this isn't good. That all the Bannermen will go to Stannis' side and then make Stannis yep. all the more powerful. And he's a even... Har- power. And, and actually, you're right. Tyrion does kind of say that to her. After everything she says, he kind of corrects her and kind of steers her to more of the right thinking in the situation. And she hates it. And she hates every, every minute moment of it. A bit. I, I want to bring back that last scene just real quick. Uh, it's worth it to mention that uh, Tyrell Loris says when they mentioned that Brienne killed Stannis, Mm. Loris says, I don't believe that. She didn't do it. And I know you don't believe that she did yeah. it. You can't possibly believe that Brienne is the one that killed him. So it's interesting. I just want to note there that 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 is talked about in the tent. And Loris definitely dismisses the fact that it was Brienne. Immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I th- I want to say that's different that they changed that that's something that they've ch- they changed a little bit in the in the show and they make him immediately know that it's Stannis that fu- that that did that and everybody knows right away it's Stannis it's more of a mystery of what happened happened to him where it's everyone yeah. knows now everyone in the show knows that Stannis is responsible for it that was there on some level yeah uh, well t- I think the the general vibe is like who could it have been but Brienne or Stark but. Yeah, it had to be Stannis. Yeah. We don't know how, but it had to be Stannis. So back into with uh, Tyrion and uh, Tyrion and uh, Cersei, they start talking about that. Tyrion warns <sighs> her that Varys is has a positive reaction that Renly's armies are going to join Stannis. He says that Stannis will have superior over them now on land and sea, and we're basically fucked. Cersei kind of is just dismissive, saying, oh, Littlefinger says, blah, blah, blah. And Tyrion's like, you're an idiot. Father raised you to give shit too much about money and thinking money, that money can buy right. you everything. Yep. Yeah, we can outspend them Three to something, one. something. Ten to one. Yeah. Exactly. Cersei attempts to quickly change the subject and says, well, maybe you should be doing something else, like packing up my daughter and sending her to Dorne in a crate, which, <laughs> which again... In retrospect, if we really look at this situation, yeah, Tyrion did protect her, but the whole point of why Tyrion sent her down to Dorne was to try to get some of Dorne Dorne to send men to help them, and that yep. shit never yeah. happens. That he he basically let's look to the future because we're doing that today. Today he basically just sends her down for a death sentence. So yeah, Cersei ends up being right. Yeah, Cersei ends up being right here. I just want to point that out. That Cersei ends up being completely right in this situation. And the Dornish give him dick. It was good intention, but he didn't check 
he didn't make sure that they signed something or didn't make sure the men arrived first before he sent his fucking niece down to the place where they hate us, Tyrion. Tyrion, those people hate us. I, I hate to say it, but Cersei was 100% right in this situation to me. Ugh, that's awful. Isn't it horrible to say that? Yes, it's it's painful. Yeah, okay. She's right about shouldn't yeah. you the the but the the fact that she brings that up has nothing to do with anything in the conversation right now. She only brings that up basically to say, fuck you, I hate you, Tyrion, get out of my room. Yeah, no matter when, how correct you are like, and what you're right. saying, I hate no matter, you so fuck Right. No matter what's how right saying? you are. Whatever what's that old saying? Even a broken clock is right twice a day. Right. Yep. And Cersei's yep. the broken clock. Oh, she's so broken. But she's more broken like she loses a second every day rather than just stopped altogether. That way she's only right like once every 10,000 years. <laughs> and uh, Timo, Timo, to answer your question, absolutely 100%. At this point, we cannot – I can no longer contain myself until April 24th and not make mention this future event. Uh, we've given up. We tried. We tried for a long time. We're not going to blatantly say, oh, in this next episode this happens. But making references to things in the future, mm. uh, we gave the spoiler warning right at the beginning. So anybody that – that happens to be listening to this that hasn't seen past this point. The, it's too late now, but we're, we, we can't be responsible for that. We can't control our emotions and not talk about stuff that's pertaining to possible season six and stuff that happened in uh, yeah. post seasons. So, so we won't be completely blatant about it, but it's basically implied in everything that we're saying. Lola, yeah. welcome and welcome all of our friends. We have lots of awesome people in the chat tonight. Steel Sabus is welcome back. Uh, B Social Science is in there. We got a lot of our Game of Thrones friends. We're all getting excited. We're all getting really pumped. And we cannot wait for the new season of Game of Thrones on April 24th. Uh, we saw that thrown around in the chat, too, of when that's happening. April 24th. I, it's a little later than normal, but really can't fucking wait. It's going to be an awesome season of Game of Thrones. So excited. Okay. So Cersei attempts to change the subject, blah, blah, blah. T Tyrion. Oh, you and your schemes and your plots. Plots and schemes are the same thing, Cersei. Oh, no. <laughs> he has to poke. Yep. Fewer. Just can't help himself. Fewer. Fewer. Actually, the reason why HBO is doing it a little bit later is there's some other HBO series that's coming out in between. Uh, some new series that's about music. I forget what it's called, but uh, they're they're doing sort of like a lead into Game of Thrones and trying to uh, trying trying to leech off that and build an audience. So there's a new uh, HBO series. I, I forget what it's called. Someone in the chat can possibly t possibly tell me if they know. But okay, so ultimately in this scene, Tyrion is like, "Listen, you got to tell me what the king vinyl." Thank you, Eric. Thank you. Vinyl it actually looks pretty cool. Uh, I'm I'm excited in Timo. Thank you. I'm, I'm, oh, it's got the guy from. Uh... Boardwalk Empire season three. Yes, so. yes, the the guy who played. Oh. Yeah, but yeah, let's not talk about Boardwalk Empire right here. He's the porn producer for the Louis C.K. promotion, I'm trying to get Louis C.K. to. He's also in the Louis C.K. <laughs> anyway, show anyways, dear dear Phil, if you put Cersei ah, in Schillinger ah, into a, yeah. uh, if you put Schillinger and Cersei into a room together, who'd rape? <laughs> the. Uh, Cersei wouldn't want anything to do with Schillinger because uh, because he isn't uh, Lannister. Cersei's only, Cersei only uh, if he had blonde hair. If uh, if he, she found out that uh, Vern was her long lost relative, 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Sansa reunited with Tyrion is oh my there's so much awesome shit going on in the uh, chat right now. Mick Jagger is the producer of that show. Oh, oh, cool. Uh I'm welcome, Far Cloud. Welcome all of our friends. Uh looks like we have a call. Should we take this <gasps> call, Joe? Oh, let's yeah. Do. Let's do. Welcome to the show. How are you tonight? What's up, guys? How you doing? Doing great. How about yourself? Oh, great. Guys, I don't have much time, so I wanted to call in and ask this question right quick. Maybe you and Joe can help me out. All the wildfire up under the city. Now, they were making that because Cersei told them to, whatever. Do you think Cersei actually believed that there was no way they could hold King's Landing and they, she was going to literally blow up King's Landing? Because she didn't want to kill the kids mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. I, that, That's what I was wondering. It, it, did they ever make that point? Because I'm wondering if that wildfire wasn't under there to blow the city. Well, his, I'll say this. The originally, uh, in, in the books, I know we don't get too much into it, the Mad King had thousands and thousands and thousands of pots of this shit already stored underneath the city. So he could blow up the city. Um, yeah, that no so one knows about. That either. no one knows about. So there's already that shit's already under the city. And Cersei's having to make it. I think it's really actually to launch at the boats coming in. I think that's actually her plan. That's why she's having them make it. And I think it actually touches that in the books too. So, and, and, and as Bronn's going through it, like, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? They're but- going to be shooting back at us. Like, are you, are, they're going to drop those pots. You drop one pot on a bunch of pots and there goes the entire wall. Well, I think Cersei just wouldn't care if the city burned down. Yeah, Katie, or she I, would burn it if she I felt don't like so she either. had She'll, to in the end. She's a just lot like to Peter say Bader. I win. Yeah, as long respect. as she got I, herself. I'm I'm on that board with you, Katie. I to answer your question, I don't think that was her intention. I don't think she put it in as like a last resort, like she had the poison yeah. to kill her kids. I think that's a good thought, good 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 idea. But I do think that. If she felt like things were going bad, she would rather King's Landing if blow I up. Can't have it. No one. No can. one yep. can have it. No one. But so uh, you're saying so you're saying push comes to shove, she would have said like that shit on fire. Let's blow it up. Oh yeah, but that wasn't yeah. her initial. That wasn't her initial intent. But I mean, no. she's stupid but, anyway. No, I don't even think she would say that. Man. I think she would do whatever. Well, yeah, abs- absolutely. Well, she, would, she would try to have an exit strategy, and if it didn't work, she would kill herself and her kids. And the city burns, oh well. <laughs> she could, well, give, she could give two shits about I anybody in the city. It. Kill them. What was that, caller? I said, I appreciate it, guys. Y'all have a good night, man. You too. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. So thank you so much for calling in, buddy. Really appreciate that. And so let's get to our next scene with Lancel the spy. We see Braun standing up because Tyrion tries to good, Tyrion tries to get her to tell or tell him what Joffrey's plan is, and he won't. He won't relent to it, and so he, he goes to his spy that we saw him get in the last episode, uh, Lancel the spy. Braun stands guard as Tyrion meets his cousin and spy Lancel Lannister in a little box on the street. Lancel in the smallest little fucking carrier car I've ever seen. So Lancel reveals that the Queen's plans for defense of the city hinge on the use of wildfire. And Tyrion kind of the the torture's funny. He just kind of goes, "Oh, what would Jamie think if you were if he knew you were fucking his girlfriend?" You think he'd kill you before or after? Uh, even tor- so even torturing you is boring, <laughs> Lancel. I, I love that line. Oh no, no, it was it was. Do you think he'd kill? Do you think there's more of a chance he'd kill you if the rumors are true or not true mm. <laughs> that he's fucking his sister? 
and it, it's just it's and it's just a fu- funny moment where Tyrion is almost the voice of the audience with Lancel. You're just you're just fucking boring. I I, I don't give a shit about you, Red. I don't want to hear anything you have to say, Lancel Lannister. Shut the fuck I up. I swear, I swear on my life. I swear on your life. I swear on the houses of the Seven Kingdoms. I do solemnly swear the oath that everything I've told you is true, Tyrion. And this then, poor kid never had a chance. And then oh, we, and tell and on your way out, tell Bronn to kill you should anything happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I agree with Ladon. If Jamie found out about that, he would really he he kill kill him quickly. Yep. J- even one-handed Jamie would ki- would kill him in a second. Would, oh, would, easily. They would, they would have to. You'd have to. Because then if he ever talked about, I slept with her, everybody would believe that Jamie mm-hmm. did kill And him. just to answer your question from earlier, LaDonna, about the prophecy, and I don't want to go too far down th- down there, but I also think it's, prob- it's probably going to be Jamie that... That that kills Cersei at some point in the series. I think I, that no. I think Cersei dies by Jamie's hands. Yes, hand, gold hand, <laughs> gold hand pushed right <laughs> up against her bitch throat. Die, bitch, die! I think that's how uh, Cersei Cersei ultimately comes to her end. It will be Jamie killing her, and and then him possibly taking his own life, knowing that he mm-hmm. lost out in his life because of her. <laughs> but whatever, a. Uh, but no, okay. he and Brienne gotta live happily ever after together. Yeah, Drew, we've got dreams, <laughs> dreams to remember, Joe. We could. Well, oh, gosh. Okay, so here we go. Uh, I wish you could do that too. So, a social side. I wish you could as well. Uh, we get to get to Rickon later. <laughs> oh, oh, ding, 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 ding. I love it. Oh, we have a. This is, I believe, a out of country call. Welcome to the show. Can you hear me, caller? Yeah, I can hear you. Hey, it's Tom from the chat. Welcome. How are you doing? Hey, yeah, I'm I'm doing good. Um, I just wanted to call for uh, this one time because it's costing me a ton of money. <laughs> I know. Um, I'll let you talk then. I'm going to shut up and let you yeah, ask your yeah, question, yeah. then hang up, and we'll talk. No, about it's, it's all good. It's all good. I just want to say I love you, Joe, um, Phil, and Katie, and I want to give a big yeah. shout out to the chat. No, I love you guys. Oh, we love you. Oh, oh, so we love you. Love you, chat. We love you. Thank you so okay. much. Well, have a good show, and I'll be in the chat, okay? Awesome. Thank awesome. you. So, uh, so, bye-bye. Bye. Let's, uh, let's start a GoFundMe for that phone call. That probably cost a little shit ton of money. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, go, f- go funny. Thank you so much for calling in. Really appreciate that. Yeah, it's so much fun. So much fun and so great to have you guys in the chat joining us. It makes it on a, on just a normal night. It's going to be so much fun to be able to talk to you guys more in the next couple of weeks as the new seasons of all the new shows come. And uh, mm-hmm. last night was a lot of time. I'm paying for it today. I'm in fucking slow motion in my mind today. But, but it was worth it to have a really good time minus the grease itself but the time was awesome <laughs> okay so let's, let's continue and so then we get our next scene uh okay yeah we get a fun as joe mentioned we got a fun moment with braun uh tell, tell him to kill him if anything happens to me yeah. uh, kill me if anything happens to me. gladly as as braun will gladly kill him as Loris runs off, <laughs> like actually runs off. Yeah, Tyrion boots him out of the uh, carriage too. The as tiny he's little out, carriage. You see him get booted and fall forward. Yeah, the thing is would... tiny. Yeah. Bron has to which walk next Tyr- to him. Yes, walk next which to the litter. Did on purpose, for, <laughs> I'm sure. 
Timo's like we we uh we all look hungover except for the crow, obviously. I'm, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this like total hungover guy style. Okay, let's do this. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> so that makes me that makes me feel a little less a little less hungover and a little bit more douchebaggy. Okay, whatever. And you guys can see me reading my notes through my sunglasses now too. Here we go, back and forth. Hey everybody. Mm, okay, so Tyrion. It's a fun scene between Tyrion and Braun and Lancel. It's. It's it is uh kind of hilarious, and I love watching Tyrion just completely sh- uh, shit talk uh, Lancel. So on to our next scene, which is Stannis and Davos walking through Renly's camp. We kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but I-, I don't know if you guys agree. As I mentioned, this Stannis looks fucking high. He's got bug bugged eyes He's going got on. Crazy eyes. He, the, the eyes are fucking crazy. <laughs> crazy fucking eyes, and. And Davos walks through Renly. They're walking through Renly Baratheon's camp with uh, with Stannis Baratheon. Stannis has assumed control of the camp and Renly's army. Renly's men bow to him as he passes. Davos offers his condolences on the death of Renly, and he immediately mm-hmm. starts in on with the conscience. Or I think Davos is trying to be wholeheartedly. I'm sorry that your brother had to die to make you king. It's, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. And That's not what made me king. I was already king. Yeah, killing, killing my brother. Dealing with Stannis must be really hard, because <laughs> you're, you're, you're talking to me. Yeah, and and it it took me it took me far less time, far fewer, fewer motherfuckers. Yeah, fewer. <sighs> He's like, like this unemotional brick wall that can talk and walk. Yep, and fight, Oy. and, and fight. has an inflated sense of pride. And he Stannis bought in without believing, says LaDonna. Davos would have been a good hand. Uh, that Davos, yes. Davos would, because he's not afraid, and he showed this to him, and I think this is why Stannis always kept going back to him. Davos isn't afraid to disagree with Stannis, but he yeah. know, but he also knows when to disagree with him. He knows, he knows the thing that they teach you in The Godfather. You never talk family business in front of somebody else. If you're going to disagree with the boss, you di- you disagree with him when you're behind closed doors. You don't embarrass the boss in public by saying, boss, you're getting your balls ringed by this red woman. You you tell him behind closed doors that the red woman's manipulating him. and yes. Or you steal the kid. You steal uh, the kid behind, behind, the clothes, behind, the, behind his back. Claudia says Davos is like Ned Stark, always trying to do the right thing. I, I agree yeah. with that. They they he they are they are comparable in the sense that they're both good men within this world of Westeros and some of the better of the men that we see. Yeah. So they enter enter they enter Renly's tent, and Davos counters that he's never known Stannis to hide from the truth. Stannis asks Davos if he's going to lecture him on the truth. Davos begins to speak, and Stannis cuts him off and says all of his. Bannermen have come to my side, except for the Tyrells. Fuck the Tyrells and those fucking co- cowards smoking their weed up in Highgarden. Get the fuck out of here, you motherfuckers. Then Davos kind of does the warning. Joe already talked about this, and I think you made a good point earlier, Joe, about how Davos is just trying to convince him that, listen, are you going to bring Melisandre to King's Landing? When are you going to go to King's Landing? And Stannis gives him a little bit of the rundown of his plan. We're going to beat the Lannisters, no problem, and go in there. And... and and Davos is trying to help him out here and fair, fair, trying to say, listen, your men need to know that you're the one calling the shots. You don't want to mm-hmm. confuse things. You want them to push through. Leave the red, red woman behind. And Stannis to sort of show his support to Davos, I think, for being someone that's talking shit and all the support, says, and you're going to lead the men. 
You're gonna t- all these fucking bannermen that kissed my brother's ass that I should probably fucking kill anyway because they didn't kiss, they didn't bow down to Zod, me, my king. When they should have originally. When they should have originally. You know what they're gonna do? They're gonna have to listen to you. You're their boss now. How you like it? How you like it now, bitch? Those are those moments where I like Stannis because I like that Stannis said that's a spite move. Yes, he's helping out Davos. It's more spite than promoting Davos because he knows Davos will be by his side no matter what. When it, yeah. He's, he's earned that right. He's made a life debt with Davos. So he's doing it more of spite to spite the other lords that didn't come to his side originally. I, I think it's mm-hmm. hilarious. It's classic status right there. <laughs> okay, so status is so, status is so badass. You can see status would have executed them all if he could, says Tom. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. But he can't. He needs them. He yeah. needs them. So he has to insult them somehow, in some way. Sorry, I'm walking away from the microphone. I'll let the cat in. Come on in. You want to come in or not? Daddy. I, got cats cr- I got cats scratching on doors. Holy shit. J- J- okay, so we go on. So next, our next scene is we see Tyrion walking the market streets in King's Landing with Bronn. Traders uh, are selling eels and fruits. Tyrion bemoans the inferior military per- uh, position that they're in compared to Stannis. We're fucked on this end. We're fucked on that end. What do we have? And Bronn immediately gets... We get the comic t- stylings of Braun and Tyrion here, where Braun's like, "Oh, we got that amazing brain of yours." And yeah, that, that I keep hearing so much people. about. Yeah. <laughs> Tyrion's like, "I'm working on that. I'm working on that." I, I was in an X Men movie. That well, I, thank God it can't because I'd be out of a job. Braun says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to come across the uh, the guy preaching in Town Square there, and he. He's Is talking he, about uh, the demon monkey, and he pushes his hand way down. <laughs> Tyrion's like, oh, you got to love his imagery. He's so clever. And he's like, he's talking about you, you know, you fucking idiot. <laughs> now, was that guy, the preaching guy, is he one of the uh, sparrows? <clears throat> he might be a sparrow. We don't know yet. It's not It's not said. It's not really brought up yet. But he could be one of the well, uh, it, low yeah. sparrows, not it the high sparrows. It kind of looked like the, the cloak, the... Um... Yeah, the clothing that they wore. Steel says, Stannis was garbage. <laughs> I love that. A straight out, Stannis is fucking garbage. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. The chat's fear games were... Del- oh, speaking of DeLorean, uh, they're... Uh, sorry, completely sidebar that they're re- They're starting to make DeLoreans again. <laughs> oh, and another oh, speaking of DeLorean, when this podcast is about uh, an hour or so... Well, later on tonight, after this podcast is over, I'll be doing episode two of Back to the Future's 30th anniversary from Telltale Games. Nice. Oh, uh, yeah. Good stuff. Braun is, uh, Lola says, Braun is, my, Braun is my favorite character in the series. He's such a smart, smart ass. He's hilarious and loyal. loyal. I love yeah. Braun. I, I love Braun in the books. I love him in the show. I, he is one of my favorite characters. And I love how in the, in the books he comes off as a wise ass, too. That's, that's, that's in the character. Yeah. That's not just the actor's yes, performance yeah. of it. No, it's perfect. He does him so well. He does him so, so, so great. Uh, and, the, and he fits Tyrion so well. Like, Davos could never be this guy on Davos um, Ron could never be this guy for any other lord or lordling or like or high up. He would have his tongue cut out almost immediately. Yes. Like really, Tyrion's one of the only people he can do this with. Absolutely. That, like, I'm try- that they found I- each other is brilliant. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's very fortuitous. I was trying for to think. Of, of I was trying to think of anybody else. Anybody else I could think of that could probably work with him. I mean, he could. He could. Pro- Bron probably. Jamie. Could- 
Jamie maybe, yeah. but but post, but, uh, but, but post. But I think early Jamie wouldn't have been able to deal with him. I think maybe on some level, like he could have been, he could work for the Hound. Like the Hound would probably find him a little funny. Like they they would have fun going back and forth. Maybe I would think that they they have, uh, they'd be drinking bar brawl buddies. But yeah. I'm trying to think if they've had much. Interaction. He's not like a lordling though. The Hound is like a he's. I mean, they are. I guess they come from a house, but his brother is the, you know. He was scarred and disfigured, so he's a lot like Tyrion, you know, yeah, outcast and all that shit. Sunny day, welcome, and good night, Sam. Have a great night, and have a great night. night. Have a good night, uh, Al. I think Al was in here for a second, too. Good night, Al. Talk to you soon. And uh, so so I I think uh, you're right, though, that Tyrion and Bronn are just the perfect perfect storm of... Uh, of made for each other. Made for each I'm other. Cara. Oh, so okay. Oh, sorry, Sam. I misread. Sorry about that. <laughs> and Jamie's so, Jamie's a <sighs> bitch. Tim, you're just you're just upset because Jamie gets to spend so much time with Cersei. <laughs> 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 that that's why you hate Jamie so much. Don't be jelly. No, don't be jelly. What are those crabs in a barrel or something like that? You're you're just <laughs> you're just upset. Yeah, me too. Steel Sabus. I, I thought Sam was saying good night too. Uh, still, Samus and I are connected to that. We were both saying goodnight to Sam. We're like, bye, Sam. Sweet dreams. <laughs> There's... Oh, no, Sam. You are going to. Oh, no. LaDonna. LaDonna. Just to go to LaDonna's comment, uh, there's there's no one like me, only me, Jamie. He's super uh, VIP. Uh, t- to me too, Jamie's like probably one of my favorite characters. Joe, Joe and I got into lots of uh, big arguments about about my love for Jamie, and Joe constantly reminds he dropped a kid out a window. He he has sex with his sister. I'm like, I love that Jamie Lannister. I love. He it. does. He's done bad things, but he's a good guy. He's a good guy. <laughs> he's such a that's, that's my argument. It's yeah. the bad things that he. <laughs> does that makes him the definition of not a but, good guy but he's such a good guy yeah i love that i love that jb lannister no i love yeah, it's fun to watch own. him do the bad awful shit and, and like and like s- torment himself with what he's done and has hasn't done look what tom says that's so first season get over it <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Starks. Come on, get over. That happened so long ago. He has ago. done absolutely nothing to redeem himself yet. Mm. Name one thing he has done he so far. Brienne. He said Brienne. He yeah. went back for not Brienne. Yet. Not yet. Oh, not uh, yet. Well, not oh, yet. Oh, okay. yeah. fuck I, you. Yeah. Fuck you. Okay. Oh, you knew you were going to do that. Okay, Johnny Cochran. Really? Okay. If the, okay. And, okay. And does Chupa- he save Brienne so much as he's the one reason why she's in that situation in the first place? Okay, Chewbacca. Because he tries to fuck with her and shit. See, well, she's like, I'm bringing you home. I'm bringing you home. And yet he still tries to, like, escape. He tries to fight her. They end up ended up, end up having to fight other people on the road that take her captive and throw her in a fucking yeah. pit. It's all... Where he does leave her to be, like... I, no, you can't... Yeah, you can, this is the depth of Jamie's... Not. This is the depth of Jamie's... Ha- Jamie hate Joe will do. He's, he's, try, he's like, yeah, he, that, that situation saving Brienne was selfish. That was selfish. That was so selfish of Jamie. Fuck him. Yeah, I think he I think he wasn't going to get home on his own. He I, was going to end up fucking No, he was already on his way. He was already on his way. He was already on his way with Clyburn. Yeah, he was already with the guy that got him out. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about that episode when it happens. I know that, but they still would have died on the road. Whatever. Let's we'll talk about that episode when we get to that episode. So, we get to see uh Tyrion is uh says he's trying to save him. Bronn says uh 
Okay, I'm sorry. The next scene, the next scene that we get into is our Theon stuff for the episode. And uh, someone in the chat said it's actually Bran's fault. He should he shouldn't have cl- he shouldn't have, he shouldn't have been climbing. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's true too. So. His mother did his mother did tell him not to climb. I love you guys in this chat. Listen to mama. Damn kids. Whoa, did I come back in time to yell at Joe over Jamie? <laughs> yup. <laughs> Perfect timing. It's always a good time to yell at Joe about Jamie. Okay, so. No, I saw someone say in the chat, it's very true. The longer he is away from Cersei, the more the good in him comes out. Yes. She suppresses that shit. She she has she has she has some mumbo jumbo his balls in a box in her living yeah. room some voodoo curse of 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 manipulation the Lannister evil it's called it's called vagina he's she's got something on him and she, <laughs> <laughs> she's, got, she's got something vagina. on him <laughs> she holds her vagina she holds his vagi- vagina because it's the only one he's ever had so he, it's the only and he thinks he's so honor bound to her so he's manipulated completely i think it. that's true too i don't think he's had sex with any other woman i don't no, think he has either i really don't think so i don't believe so jamie need jamie needs to that's why all the jokes aside jamie needs to bone brianne just to get over the Cersei curse. That's the only yeah. thing to snap him out of that. Having like sex with someone else he cares about and seeing that it can be that. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm making, maybe I'm digging too deep into Jamie's subconscious because he's not even in this fucking episode, but whatever. Let's, oh, yeah. let's, 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 let's yeah, let's talk. Episode? Let's talk about Theon. <laughs> let's go. Uh, to, let's talk about Theon. So we see Theon in this next scene. Very, very oh, happy. He's so happy. He sees his one ship, and he and the you see the pride, the pride wash over him. He smiles. He can you can almost smell that salt air for him. And he's gonna go out. and He's gonna do good. Make Daddy proud yep. and prove he is an Iron Islander at heart. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, this poor fucking kid. No, oh. Now that's a question for you guys. Now, looking back at all of this, and I do want to make point out one thing before we talk about the scene that in the show it makes it plays Theon off as way more of a doof. Not that he doesn't make the same doofish mistakes, but in the show it's like these lowly whatever sea bitch people kind of manipulate him into doing it. In the books, yeah. I want to say it's like just his idea. Like he's it, it pretty like, much is. like he yes. actually plans this out. It's his idea to do the thing on the island. No, it's I think a, his first mate still still kind of talks him and uh, he, he, he urges him on to it but i specifically there, remember maybe. that the idea to attack the island the whole plan comes from theon it doesn't come from his first mate saying yeah we should do this it's theon's theon's a little bit more proactive and a little mm. bit more a little well, less the, the thing is, is the the first mate doesn't <clears throat> tell him to take winterfell Theon does come up with that on his own here yeah we do when they're getting into the boat he's like he's like yeah we was supposed to raid the shores and the guy says why you know Torrent square is near there and, and he's like yeah but we couldn't hold that for more than a couple of days before winterfell sends their army yeah that's what happened oh then we could go take winterfell and it's like oh really dude this is like the stupidest fucking shit i've ever heard like no take Torrent square then leave then go fucking take another yeah, just, place just go take winterfell leave. sure and then fucking leave don't stay there who cares about those stories about 10 people in the walls could hold iron fell for, for you know until the food runs out and shit because the food do you know what you just did joe you just combined iron wrath and winterfell you called it iron <laughs> 
I, I, wanna, I almost want to rewind did. tape on that. You, 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 I know exactly what you meant, but because you have the game in your mind so, somewhere there, you just combine the two and called it Ironfeld. I love it. I love I love hungover podcasts sometimes, and I love the, and I love and I love the chat that we're. <laughs> we're getting we're getting the girls are splitting up rob and, and bring rob and jamie between uh days of the week and maybe ren maybe maybe ren will allow some daryl dixon visitation rights in her basement with no her john room. there no john just rob and oh no no i saw john in there john's john's available for uh in the rotation as well what about what about Brent? he's getting to be a man whoa not yet yeah he's looking pretty nice too in soon. his new, new season too, too soon okay okay i'll stop John Timo says John stays with her. <laughs> no, <laughs> John's yeah. John's not a John's not allowed out. Yeah, John's not allowed. John's claimed. Tom says John claimed. Yeah, claimed. <laughs> claimed. <laughs> that. <laughs> oh my goodness! Hot by called it winter hell. Yeah, a couple times. Red. Oh my goodness. Okay, so Theon's looking at his ship. Uh, so ultimately in this scene, well, we kind of just talked about it. Uh, Theon gets the little glow in his eye when th- they're going to attack, uh, attack, uh, what is it? Tormund Square? And yep, Torrin uh, Square, which is going to bring Winterfell's best soldiers that are guarding Winterfell out to do that. And when they're out there, Winterfell will be left basically unguarded and it'll be a perfect opportunity for the Island, Island, Island Islanders to attack and take Winterfell with a very small group of people. Very easy, very easy situation. And do you think, do you think this is on paper a stupid idea, Joe? Um, what I think is stupid is trying to hold Winterfell. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like you have one ship's worth of guys. Yes, according to the stories, because the Winterfell's walls are like, you know, 300 <clears throat> feet high or whatever the fuck. <laughs> that they, it can be done, but. With very few men, do you think but to do it is is foolish? You're hundreds of miles in from the sea, and the sea is your strength. My, you have no strength on land as the Iron Iron Islanders. I guess my question: you have no supply lines. You have nothing to keep well, you sustained yeah. in that place. But that's what I I get so upset and confused about the Iron Islanders and and the king there or the Iron Island dad. I can't think of his name. Balon. 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 Like they want to take over and be the royals of the of the north, but they can't do anything with the land. They're not farmers. They like they want to take it over sell. and just like no. They want the they want other doing. people to farm and to pay them pay them their uh their taxes. But they have to take the land and they have to convince people to farm for them. First. Yes, and they have to do that by force because nobody's going to do it otherwise because Balon's a fuck and nobody cares about it. And they keep it trying it. to do it and it never works. Right. It's, this is the stupidest thing. they have no thing. idea how to take it. As LaDonna La says it really perfect. How can you think you can hold someone with a few guys? He's just dumb like Balon. So he is like father like son in this situation. I think I think maybe he should have just gone in there, and I agree with Joe essentially that he should have done something. It would have been a good plan to do that, maybe attack Winterfell, show you could do it, just to show us out of power. Absolutely. Basically, do what he does, just have an exit plan. Yeah, just keep it. You sack it. You sack it. You run through there. You take every scrap of food, every piece of gold, anything that your guys can carry or want. You let them rape a bunch of the Winterfell women because they're going to do that anyway. And then you leave before the 200 men can turn around and resurround Winterfell. And take a Stark boy. 
Yeah, exactly. Do put, we went, we're talking the video game. Someone asked in the chat why we thought of the video game fucking awesome. Uh, I think it was Sam that asked. And Crazy. and you 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 do what they d- did. You go in there and you take the kid. And yes. And now you have a prisoner. Nobody's going to attack on the Iron Islands because Bran Stark's going to get his head cut off. Yeah. You or you take you actually probably take Rickon. The younger, yeah. You take the younger kid. Plus, you he. I hate to say it like this. Uh, Brand's a little bit more. You have to take Hodor then and get his. You take, you take both kids. Mm, you don't I think have to take Hodor. You throw him in a cart and you you have a horse pull him. <laughs> drag him, drag him by his feet the whole way. Who gives a shit? Oh the my gosh. Uh, Timo says, "I just feel like Theon wanted to be accepted by his other family, but he did oh, yeah. it in a Absolutely. stupid way. And it, like he's doing anything. You can see he gets broken here on the shores before he gets on that boat." When the when the when the big bald guy with the scarred head comes up to us and says, "Oh yeah, and who's going to tell us if we're doing a good enough job to rape women and take and take shit? Lo- you? Lo- what if we just decide to throw you in the ocean and take the ship? All I need is a ship, and I can do this job mm-hmm. myself. You know." And Theon's like, "Oh well, if you do that, I'll have you hunt down and kill you." Are you kidding, Theon? He's talking You're about dead. killing you and taking your ship. Not leaving you in the on the on the land. Theon <laughs> doesn't like, get it. Yeah. That's where Balon's right. That you just don't get it. You're not an Iron Islander, and that's right. where sister's right. To kill you. He's not he, gonna just like. Yeah. Theon is still that nine nine year old boy that was taken from his home and put with yeah, strangers. Good, excellent. Every point, Katie. piece of maturation and wisdom that he could have gained as an Iron Islander with his family is is gone and he is still that pathetic little desperate nine-year-old boy and i do want to mention also in that scene before we jump in the chat for a second that his sister shows up right at the right time just to make sure as we know things to do with the island islanders later just to make sure that she's making fun of her brother making Mm because she wants to put give her claim for succession after balon just to show her power show how show how much better she's she is a, a woman of the people they know her they respect her she's got 30 you're so proud you're so proud theon of your one ship remember that look of pride that washed over him when he saw that ship she stops at no point yeah. to say yeah i got 30 ships and we couldn't fit them in this <laughs> shitty yeah. little bay that we parked your ship so i just stopped by to say Fuck i get 30 yeah. ships see you lady a little yeah fucking yeah. Jerk. Yeah. Well, Bye. I, I think in a way she's trying to do him a favor to like stop thinking that you're bigger than what you are. She's trying to educate him fast. Yeah. I agree with you, Katie. She's trying to trial him by fire and just trying to be like, well, you learn, figure it out. Like yeah. putting your kid on a bike till it, they keep falling. No, you're gonna learn how to ride this fucking thing eventually. And that's what I, I think his first mate mate gives him a good point like do you think these men do what they're told you do they do what they want and yeah maybe we should do more than just raid these little villages along the coast let's go take Torrance square let's go sack winterfell these are great things this is great learning yes. and balon i think would be very proud of yes. that if he had done it but he decides too much yeah too and much we'll see that in a future too episode much. he decides to do too much so let's jump it's, in- uh, it's to his detriment because let- he thinks he's better than he is let's jump into the chat for a second lola says the ironborn act as if they're the toughest people but they always surrender when it gets too much robert should have killed them all when he had the chance i, I almost agree with that we do not so i uh timo says i like it i like the yeah, i don't understand yeah. the reasoning of like okay balen you put up a rebellion you constantly are slaughtering the shores and raiding and stuff we have your son and you still do that i don't understand like why when they when the war broke out between the Iron Islands, why they left the Greyjoys in power? Why not just slaughter the whole fucking house? It made no sense. 
<laughs> Tom says no. they had them. They had they had they had them defeated. Because nice, ne- I think because they're seen as as they're the just sea people. Do you know why? Like, what are we gonna do with those? To items? answer your question though, Joe, the reason why they Robert didn't do it, a little guy named Ned Stark, which was like, no, we can't do that. Let's just get them to bow down. We can't kill them all. They belong in that. It's their house. We it's can't there. It. It's I mean, there. that's the thing. They can never, ever, ever, even if they succeed, just they can- like with uh, um, Winterfell, even if Theon successfully sacks it, he can't keep it. He And the Iron Islanders, you have to leave someone in charge right, let them from your people. None of the Iron Islanders are going to be happy hanging out on farmlands looking <coughs> over farmers. That's just not going to happen. And that's the great flaw in Balon's big plan to gain supremacy. You can never hold it. Who's worse, Tim wants to know, uh, Cookie Bitch or Theon? Uh, Cookie Bitch. Theon Theon had good intentions. Cookie Bitch is just a bitch. Bad comparison. <laughs> All right, let's start. We'd, have to, we'd have to know, we'd have to know uh, Theon as the nine-year-old. <laughs> uh, Timo asks, people say that the Iron, or says, people say that the Iron Islanders are the like the Vikings, but when you see Vikings the TV show, you're like, Iron Islanders are just dumbasses. Well, Vikings were farmers also. <laughs> yes, they were. They, yeah. they, they didn't did just they stick to the to sea sell. and say nothing else for us. Even though, uh, t- uh, Tom says, uh, his first mate, uh, Dagmar, has been pulling his strings all season. He manipulates Theon so much, he just likes to see yes. Theon fuck up. <laughs> yeah, they're weak. Take their son, and that's the end. Ultimately, you got to think, though, Robert seems to me the type of guy that is, uh, I'll just wipe out everybody. I want to kill every last yeah. Targaryen. But that's the constant oh, yeah. disagreement that him and Ned have, where Ned's like, we cannot commit genocide on a people. It, well, you don't to- kill all the Iron Islands. You just kill the fucking Greyjoys. You don't leave the Greyjoys in power on Iron Islands. You get another family, not necessarily Team from of- Westeros, but from the, well, from West from the Iron Islands. You 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 completely kill the Greyjoys. You pack up your ships and you leave. You say, "Fight it out yourselves. Who's going to take the castle?" We'll be back to collect taxes next month and figure out Critch- who's in charge. Critch says, <laughs> "Not if you kill everyone on the islands." The Romans settled the Carth- Carthage issue. Uh, they could have wiped out the islands, but Rob and Ned were probably trying not to appear like monsters. I, I think Ned certainly, Ned certainly was. I agree with that a hundred percent. People say the Iron. Oh no, uh, the Vikings did in fact so. <laughs> Said Timo, "Yes, they did." <laughs> they wanted to sow. Their, their whole thing was about finding new lands to sow. And not about just raping and pillaging. No, they survived like amongst themselves, a self-sustaining society. So and it, they pillaged and raided to support that. So is there anything else we want to say about the Iron Islands and Theon right now? We got a lot more of that to come in future episodes. So I think we'll leave it that we'll leave it right there where we get the closure to this part of the story later in the brand scene where we get where we get the uh, word that Theon is actually which connects to what Joe was saying earlier with the time jump thing. We we jump mm-hmm. to later in the episode where the Iron Islanders have had the time to come to, to sail over there. The, the sea bitch has made its way out of its little cove and, and starts their little plan. Uh, I got the map for you. There we go. Put it on you. You got your Iron Islands there. Okay. And let's see if we can find Torrance Square here. Is, uh, I should have looked for this beforehand. 
No, Robert is still safest to say. Yeah, Robert's super fucking vindictive. Ro- oh, very. Oh, Robert. Yeah. Robert would kill everybody that anyone that steals his last uh, last glass of wine on the table. Robert's gonna fucking yeah. beat the shit out of you. He was a raging warrior, and Ned was his conscience and his calming effect. So to give you a, a little, how much time jumps by the end there? This is where they set <laughs> sail from, like the Big Island here, and they probably sail up the river here. To go to Torrens Square, which is all the way above this little little lake, and Winterfell is right there. Do you think that's do you, where they're sending the two hundred men from at the end? Do you think part here. of it too? So that's a good distance that they got to sail, mm-hmm. and if mm-hmm. the ship can even make it up, that they probably row most of this this river. Who knows if they can even sail up that river? Or have to cross the, the sea, land. The sea bitch is very small, Joe. I, I might. Well, it is. It is small, and but that's that's a good distance from no, the is. sea. There's not. That's tough to make. That's kind of bullshit. That at the end of this episode is when they say, "Okay, great, we're there." Yeah. My one question about the the situation we were talking about a second ago, though, with the uh, how Robert and and Ned handled the situation with the Iron Islanders, some vibe I get from Robert where it can compared to some of his other enemies. I have a feeling that him and Ned, they both looked at the Iron Islanders more as gnats. Nothing to ever really worry about, but they, when they get a little uppity, we're going to go in there and fucking crush them. But they, I don't think yeah. they ever felt threatened by them no. when it really comes down to it. At least that's the vibe I got when Ned, Ned sort of reaction to it or, and, and just, or how I imagine the way they talk about that. Yeah, we all just got yeah. together and kicked the Iron Islander's ass, made Balon bow to us. He's, but, I mean, Catelyn does make it a point that he's not to be trusted. He's a slime ball, and mm-hmm. you just don't trust a guy like that. But Of course not. They he, he they raid the coast constantly. They're They've salty been bitches. The Riverlands. Part, of, part of where they're raiding, I'm sure, for many, many years. You gotta remember, this is the Iron Islands, right? And all this shit here is the Riverlands. Yeah. Right. So, what are they doing? Where are they raiding? Part of what the big part they're raiding is Catelyn Stark, where she grew up, where her family is from. All those little towns and shit along the coast there too, as well. So, there's no part of Catelyn that has any kind of love whatsoever for Balin Greyjoy yeah. from the time she was raised through the, his rebellion after Robert's rebellion. It's, it's like this. He's a he's a piece of shit that. That has been raping and pillaging. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see them to see them go back yeah. to the Greyjoys in some way in this new season. It's going to be mm. it's going to be fun to see uh, Euron and how they do it. I wonder if like is Balon dead now? Are we going to fast forward to a sense? Are we actually they better show us that? I are they going to uh, show? They have to show us that, right? I don't want to go off. It's in the such season. a great scene. Like in the book, it's such a great. We have to see Balon die, too, right? So can, can we? Can anyone confirm or deny that the actor playing Balon's in season six is? Has that been said? Is he? Elite? I know we know we're getting Euron, but are we just gonna say, "Oh, Balon's dead," and this is the new person in charge? I mean, like, are we gonna skip over? Like through through a crow note, like, oh, ha- oh, we just got word that Balon. King Balin has died. Yeah, like like we we could they didn't do that any place else in a previous season, even in opportunities when they could have. So you have to think if they're doing Greyjoy stuff, we need to get the death of Balon. I I mean I would assume I don't know. I I I thought I saw a rumor saying that they filmed it. Okay. I I do I hope I hope that is a point and I am sorry if someone feels like that's a spoiler of some sort, but Sorry. Oh well. Oh well. 
I, I, I did. Like it. the only thing from the books that hasn't been spoiled for people. Yet. It's been. Oh, people are saying it's been filmed. Good. 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 Okay. So then, even you, then, you only need to show me a flash of it. I want to see the whole thing, but if we can just if it's been filmed and it exists and it's happened, and that makes me feel a lot better about it. Thank you. Thank you for talking me off that wall. I was on the wall. <laughs> I was ready to go. Uh, sunny day. I'm the godliest man ever to raise sail. You say, oh, you're a, yeah, crow's eye. Oh, fuck it, A. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun to see. To, maybe that's why an episode name was missing when we did the season six video. I, a lot of people suggested that that may be a complete King's Moot, King's, King's Moot type episode. So, yeah. I hope this is they pay us back. We get a little bit. We get some good Greyjoy stuff in season six is what I'm hoping. But we, we, sh- we shall see. We sh- we shall see. We sh- I was hoping if we watch what th- things Phil's excited for and things I'm excited for in season five of uh, The Walking Dead, you'll and walk. Excuse me. In Game of Thrones, you will see that you will see that. Uh, sorry, I was thinking of bloody things because mm. what I'm about to say. Mm. You could see that no- number one or two on that list of things I'm excited about was Jamie and Dorne, and we all know how that turned out. Well, uh, I was never really psyched about some of the um, most of the King's Moot shit in the books. I kind of thought it was mostly boring stuff. So mm. no, I but think, I did like his Balin's. Um, I actually, I, I personally really, actually, really like that stuff in the book. So I, but I don't think in the trajectory that they were going on, and as we'll get with the Greyjoys, they couldn't have given that they, they made the Greyjoys stuff almost impossible to make sense, and they they needed a break from it. They needed to step it away. If they, they were going to do what they kept doing to it on the show, I'm glad that they didn't try to fuck things up. And hopefully now they'll come at it with a little bit of a fresher perspective. Have right. a great night, Lola. Night, Lola. And and I I I I just really hope Theon's sister is a big part of this next season too. I hope she is it. She's in it. I heard rumors that she was supposed to be in season five, so I hope she is a bigger part of season six. And if we get a lot of Greyjoy stuff, that she's a big part of it too. Okay, enough fucking Greyjoys. Let's get to the best scene of the night. When I'm saying it, the, yeah. Aria. Oh my fucking god! How cool is this scene? First of all, we get um, to see T- Tywin Lannister shit talk his entire council and bitch slap one of his cousins and and totally go crazy. Awesome, Tywin Lannister. And secondly, secondly, we get Tywin and Arya interacting in a great back and forth. Tywin starts off, we underestimated the Stark boy for too long. He has a good mind for warfare. His men worship him. And as long as he keeps winning battles, they'll keep believing he is king in the north. You guys have been waiting, excuse me, waiting for him to fail. He's not going to fail, not without our help. What's well, in- maybe we should just get some sleep. Maybe that would help. Fuck you, uh, Tywin. Yeah. Joe, we've been working through the night, dude. Joe, I, Joe, I know you're tired because we did a live stream yesterday, but okay, why, why don't you go? Why don't you go? I, I'm shutting you off. I'm muting Joe, everybody. Fuck Joe. Joe, Joe can go home. Where am I supposed to go? I am home, Phil. No, Joe, why don't you walk to your other home? Why don't you walk to your parents' home? <laughs> I'll, me- I'll meet you there. That's 10 miles in the snow. I don't give a shit. You better hurry up, bitch. I'm sure your mom misses yeah. you. Before I send your head instead. Yeah, before I had your, send your head into in a pot to your mother. If you instead. weren't my yeah, if you weren't my cousin, I would send your head home to your wife for being so insolent. You you want sleep? We're gonna lose the kingdom. We're gonna lose our heads, and you want sleep? As uh, as everyone in the chat saying, as Tom and Ladonna are are hinting at, the certain changes are 
you could say these little butterflies, as George R. R. Martin likes to call them, these little changes here, here and there. Some work, some don't. I don't really have a big problem with them. This, to me, there's a few of them that are going to come along, but this Braun training Jamie's another one I think was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this change is one of, if not my favorite change from the books. Like to have to have Tywin interacting with Arya and just put in this situation, except when we get to why you're mad at Arya because there's no fucking reason on God's fucking under the seven gods and the red god and whoever the fucking the faceless god that Arya having just seen Tywin would not pick Tywin first or would not think mm-hmm. to pick Tywin as the person and right. she and just wants to do it with her own hand maybe but no. come on you kill Tywin Lannister Arya yes. come on right don't you don't you kill Tywin first yes yes, yes. or at least you say jo- maybe Joffrey first or some, something like that or why wouldn't you be like Tywin Cersei Joffrey bam done drop Joe Mike drop you know sunglass drop done <laughs> Done, done, and I love how they call her out on that later in the uh, later in the series. I forget where it is, but wait, you had a chance to kill anybody, and you chose to kill X Y Z. What what the fuck's going on? <laughs> I forget when that is, but someone calls her out on it later. It, it's just interesting to me that she's right in front of Tywin, and she doesn't think to pick Tywin. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it uh, the the blacksmith that says that shit to her? Uh, Gendry that is it. Gendry that yeah. says that to her yeah, later, probably. I think I when they escape Parenthal. Farcloud has a yeah. good point. She is just a kid, and you can see right away, and Maisie Williams plays it excellently, how she is it I, I mean, we're skipping ahead to the to the moment when she meets up with Jakinagar again and he offers her the wish the wishes, three the genie wishes. But you could see in that moment she gets a look like a kid in a candy store. And she and just like mm. that thing, you grab the first thing. I might like jawbreakers more than gummy bears, but if I see the gummy bears right in front of me when I'm in the when I'm in the store, I grab the gummy bears first. I don't go looking deeper. I'm like, oh, I'll take this and this and this yeah. and this. So Arya kind of gets blinded by the joy similar to what stannis you know with the bug eyes Arya gets a very uh, almost a bug eye i can kill anybody (laughs) um yeah tickler tickler yeah i kind of got the feeling that she was a little skeptical about him too so she was just like yeah that that's awesome but you're you seem kind of full of shit so it's a test almost maybe yeah because like that's quite a big pro you're kind of getting three wishes Katie thinks and like from this person in front of you saying, "Yeah, I'm a genie, I swear." Uh, Katie, so... Katie says, "Thank you, E. Martinez and Tim." Mm-hmm. Both uh, the chat was saying a couple of uh, compliments about your human the the warg form that you uh, warged into last night for the cast. So, oh, oh, thank you. Definitely lucky me. I'm the one that made out in this deal. Yes, yes, yes. She gets to turn into a bird for all sorts of weird Joe stuff to 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 to. Fulfill Joe's weird uh, bird fantasies that he has. No, let's start those rumors again. Bro. Okay, I'm sorry. I know <laughs> I we're just trying. After that zoo incident, Joe, we're, we were still trying. We're still trying to uh, shake the bad press after the zoo incident of uh, night of '94. So, uh, so, anyways, actually, there is a zoo incident with Joe and I, where Joe was at a zoo out in Northern California, and we were seeing some gorillas, and Joe decided to uh, oh, yeah. to uh, to to yell and uh, make faces. I at- didn't do anything. Yes, like- you. 
did. I watched I you. There. No, you weren't. And the gorilla decided, ah, fuck Joe. And it just charged. Like, ch- I've, I've seen Joe in a lot of situations. I've seen him in fights. Seen him in dangerous situations where he saved people's lives. I've never once seen Joe scared. This gorilla charged him from like 40 feet away. Ran at him at full speed. And then just started banging like bongo drums on the glass. right, Separating them two. Like trying to get through. This thing wanted to rip Joe and that's not head. what happened. This yeah, is see? what happened. The gorilla walked down to the glass Dude. and looked up and looked seat. up at us and took a seat. And I went down to the glass and we were just looking at each other for a good five minutes. Dude, he was dead. Yeah, there was a, a figuring there each was, other out. And there was a baby there next to me as well who then walked away. And then I like my version there, better. He just started banging on the glass. No, and, people walked up right behind you. Ah. Uh, and he, I, that's what I think got him banging on the glass. Trying to protect me. All I know, all I know is that, thing, all I know is that thing wanted to kill you, Joe. And you ran, and you ran, and you ran. scared the shit out of me when he started pounding on the glass. Yeah, like, it was right very sudden. I thought ran. he was coming right through the glass at me. And but you he ran. brought his ball down to like take a seat and chill with Joe for like, they were kind of checking each other out. Okay, so. So yeah, there was know. there was as Ren said, it was love at first sight. <laughs> it was. It was. Are you my brother? Oh my goodness. It was gorgeous. <laughs> oh my Shane. goodness. I don't remember it was gorgeous. It's ta- it, it was quite the amazing interaction. Yeah, it was. It was it was it was it was incredible. Uh still and terrifying at the end. <laughs> I was really shocked I didn't actually slow myself. Okay, so here we go. Uh, welcome, Kaylana. Welcome. Oh, we've got er- so many awesome friends in the chat tonight. So great to have all of you guys. And at this point, I'm I've pushed through the hang- hangover, and I'm now in probably like almost full strength. So here we go. Let's kick this shit's ass. Get into this oh, amazing. I, scene. I just want to say I hate Sue's too far cloud. They, well, they are a travesty. Yes, they are. Oh yes, that when it really comes down to it, that I I'm. I don't want to go too far down that route, but like, but no, but if I've, the times I've enjoyed, the only ones that are the more that are set up like animal reserves, not, not zoos and cages that are big open areas where they have lots of animals living. Uh, And I've been to a couple of those and those where you're sort of more on, on on riding on a car through a place and having it a big place where they live. And in some cases they can be protected, but zoos are zoos in, the actual zoo in cages, blah blah blah. It's, mm-hmm. it's it can be very sad. To me, I don't even like those drive-through refuges. I think they're all kind of fucking nasty and mean. And all those animals should be where they're supposed to be, and not. But but freaking Massachusetts, the lion has no godly freaking reason being here. Anyway, no, absolutely not. Earthly, forget godly. Earthly reason being here. <laughs> anyway, so t- speaking of another lion, Tywin Lannister hosts his war council, and we t- already talked about he kicks his uh, little boy out of there, and then Tywin. Says we've underestimated Rob Stark for too long, and he sends his buddy Reginald uh, Lannister back to Lannisport. Tywin uh, asks Arya about her background. Arya brings a jug of wine to the table, and Tywin says, eh, "No, no, no, fuck that! I'll, I want you to serve water instead. We're going to be here all night." Arya nods and she starts to head out, and Tywin halts her first and asks her where she's from. Kind of gives her the test, and she fails it. Really, he he pushes her. Where are you from? Because he knows where she's from. He probably played, He probably made her accent right when he first yes. heard her talk. Tywin's not an idiot. He's just never seen a Stark, so he doesn't know. But he knows that she's from, supportive to mm-hmm. the Stark. She can. He can just tell by the way she talks that she's a Northerner, and yeah. and she lies and says that she's from. I think she, Maidenpool. He says she's from. And yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Maiden pools over here. The first place she says is maiden pool. Yeah. So there's a. I had maiden pool all picked out. And now I can't find it anymore. Uh, get, just give it a give it a quick second. Uh, look for it for a second while I fin finish here. So he questions her about Maiden Pool, but she doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. And he goes, "Listen, where the fuck are you from?" And she says, "No, oh, actually, I'm from how you're from the north. I know it. Don't be scared. You're obviously from the north, and I fucking know it. I'm tired." Right, Maiden Pool's over here. They're at Heron Hall right here. She says she's from right there. Maiden yeah. Pool. And she doesn't know the sigil. Yeah, she's she yeah, she and he, she changed it up and said she's from Barrowtown, I believe it's called. Yeah, yep. and Barrowtown is in the north, <laughs> and Barrowtown's right there. Oh, everybody, everybody, we need to stop the show. Why? I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta turn up. Why? Why do we need to stop? <laughs> we need to pause. Everybody, say, I'll "Oh, Tim, stop. every guys, uh, Tim is peeing." Stop the show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> pause. Pause. Quiet, pause. Quiet. <laughs> no, sorry, okay, we're, we're back. We're back. <laughs> this, this small moment is brought to you by Urination. It's intermission, intermission, intermission. Take this moment to go out to your lobby and get popcorn and refreshments from Okay. So So as we continue, uh Tywin goes, Okay, so you're from the north. What do they say about Rob Stark in the North? Piss Buddies just doesn't have the same ring as Shit Buddies. I agree. That's why I just we put the just uh, cover at the end. <laughs> shit Buddy covers urination as well. So you can say you're bringing your Shit Buddy to watch you pee. Shit Buddy just has a better bounce to it. So, so, <laughs> so Tywin says, and we'll get into uh, we'll get into Shit Buddy Piss Buddy later when we get back to another Tyrion scene about uh, shit the, just comes out of your mouth easier. Oh, yeah, shit just comes right out of your mouth. It just flows better. <laughs> and don't don't forget your shit buddy. The baby was better. Better conversation. Dirty locks versus you. Maybe for girls we would need pee buddies. That's you peeing, strapping to you. Oh my gosh, I love the chat. I can we just pause and read the chat right now? It's amazing stuff. Okay, so. So Tywin goes, what do they say of Rob Stark in the North? We don't need pee buddies for girls. Pee buddies, they already go pee in twos. They don't go pee alone. They are they learned a long time ago that when you go pee, you bring a girlfriend with you. Mm -hmm. And so, we don't do that other thing. And they don't poop, right? Yeah, girls, so, girls don't never. poop. Okay, so Tywin says, what do they say about Rob Stark in the North? Arya says they call him the young wolf. And they say he rides in the battle on the back of a giant dire wolf. And you can see Arya's totally mouth, oh, like, mouth wide, like, oh, she's so, she, she doesn't believe what she's saying, but she's loving the romance of it. Yes. She says yes. he can turn into a wolf himself when he wants. They say he can't be killed, as she says. He rides into battle yeah, we, on the back of a wolf. Yeah, and they say yeah. he can't be killed. And Tywin says, and do you, do you believe that, that he can't be killed? No, my lord. Anybody can be killed. And, and Oh, and this is awesome. They, they like, originally, Tywin likes what she says and has a, a smirk because she's right. Anything can be killed. And she's a very smart girl, and he really sees this mm -hmm. right now, especially because she says, no, I don't believe any of that shit. Yeah. And then, uh, and then she stares him down. They lock eyes. And that's a direct uh, challenge to an alpha male. I, yeah. right? I also, so, so his smirk turns to like, ooh, you can't. You I also think in that moment. Yeah, she has no fear of him. 
I also think in that moment too, Tywin is no fool. On no one could accuse Tywin. You can accuse Tywin of a lot of things, but never being a fool. He knows something's up. He just doesn't know what it is. And that I think he thinks that. Yeah, because well, she's now admitted that she's from the north. What and the, what, the way she says that and stares at him, it's almost like a threat. Yeah, what is she, what's and going he on here? Yeah, he, I think he does too. And it, he says it to her in a later episode, be careful, girl, I'm fond of you, but I won't, yeah. you know. I'll, when she, I will kill you. Right, when she pushes it a little bit too. But I think in that moment, it's he just can't put his finger on it. He, he He's never mm. seen her. He's never seen her, but he's seen the Starks enough to recognize something within something. her. Something, something, yep. Something. Have a good night, Far Cloud. Good night, good night, buddy. Oh, good night. Good night, buddy. Sorry to see you go, but it's nice to watch you. Okay, so so uh, the so no, my lord, anyone can be killed, and yep, and it's 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 hard to argue with that. Tywin's just like yep. So uh, she goes in to fetch the water. Go get us water. We're thirsty. So Arya goes. We kind of already talked about this scene with her and uh, Injakinagar. He offers. He basically goes. A man knows a girl. Man doesn't. She walks by him, but he already. It's weird that he set this up ahead of time. He left his helmet on on a uh, the thing of water. Uh, so he could go back for it, knowing mm-hmm. that before he saw Arya. But whatever, maybe he saw her earlier and knew. And how did Arya know that was his helmet? It wasn't. That wasn't the point. The point was, or she didn't. But I think it was just a moment of, oh shit, uh, a helmet's right here. Someone's someone's coming back, and, and she was just taken aback in the moment. Uh, I don't think she knew, except for the fact that she's a smart girl and can kind of just put things together right there and goes, okay, he's coming back. Because she did seem kind of j- jack in the car. <laughs> Tatimo. I love that. That's a great way of saying it. So, <laughs> jacking a car. Uh, let's jump in the chat. Marti- e. Martina says, Tywin looked at Arya like, I wish you were my daughter instead of that brother fucker who's not as smart as she thinks she is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great one. Steel Saber says, oh, quick question for anyone. When Baelish comes into the room to talk to Tywin, does he recognize Arya? Is he lying to Kat when he says he sees her in Sansa's letter? Is he telling the truth? I think he doesn't recognize her. Personally, I don't think Baelish recognizes her. I think he's lying to Kat about seeing Arya and knowing that she's alive. Mm -hmm. But, oh, yes. uh, Someone says, oh, yes, she recognizes. He recognizes her and gets that crooked smile. Okay, I could be wrong. I need to see. I need to. I need I need to see that again. Yeah, me too. I don't I don't really remember. Is it this episode that Peter Baelish ends up in Tywin's camp? I want to say I want to say it's later on. No, I don't I didn't yeah, see I it. Think it's oh, a we'll later talk about episode. that when we yeah. get to, we'll see that. I'll watch cuz I don't think he actually they see her. He sees her. There's Peter uh, now I have to watch episode season 1 again just to see if there's any scenes that they're in the same room together. Mm. Yeah, it's because next. If at, they it's were never in the same room together. Then he wouldn't know what. She no, they're like. definitely. Yeah, they they definitely know because. Like oh that. no! Now that I'm thinking about it, because it's been a while since I've seen this, I think that he does recognize her. Because, but we'll, it's in the next episode, so we'll wait till the next episode to talk about it. Someone's saying. Yeah. No, if he recognized her, he would have done everything in his power to take her. Well, let's talk. Let's, let's hold on that and talk about it next episode when we see the scene. Good question, though, Steel Sabus. Okay. Very. So, uh, so scene three, when Arya reaches the water, oh yeah, she finds the helmet. He basically says to her, pick three names, blah, blah, blah. She picks the tickler and we, we get their first real interaction. A boy tells a girl, a man says a girl, man owes a girl, a girl owes a man. A man knew you were a girl the whole time. (laughs) You know, this is our first, this that we get really going crazy and it goes back and forth. It's kind of, it's kind of fun. 
Uh, well, it's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, why should I trust you? You work for the Landis's now. Well, you pour their wine. Why is yeah. it any different for you than for me? We both do what we need to do to get through this fucking shitty life, sweetheart. Yep. Uh, Tywin said, uh, Kaylana says, Tywin has no idea that Arya looks, what looks like he doesn't recognize her as a Stark. I don't think he Tywin, plays. No. I don't think he her plays. Her hair's been cut. She's, yeah, um, he doesn't play. She's older. <laughs> I just mean, I just mean, it's one of those situations where it's in the far, farthest researches of his mind that she may look. To even be looking for him. Yeah. yeah so it's kind of like, Leanna that he saw once and so it's somewhere in there something that he's like she looks kind of familiar I, I don't think he recognizes her as a Stark at all uh, and yes Littlefinger talked to her and Sansa at the tournament so he Littlefinger definitely did see her and see yeah her. but it was mostly focused on Sansa yeah, 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 it's it's hard. That's hard not to do. Okay, so Arya asserts that she has she has no choice. They That's kinda, right. I forgot about that. Good job. Thank you. They go back and forth a little bit, but uh, he gives her the name and tells her to go back to his ma- to her master and uh, get a dr- feed the dr- feed the train. Yeah, your master's thirsty. Go master's get him his thirsty. water. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love it. I finally get to have uh I love it. Kaylana and Tim Gersh, two of the two huge uh Garrick Deep Space Nine fans in the chat. Uh getting the Garrick reference that uh that uh that uh Tim is making. So okay. So here we go. Back to back to the show. We get the snow and the night's watch stuff and our good friend uh John Snow and the men's of the night's watch going through the snow trying to reach the fist of the first man. And uh Lord Commander Mormont tells his steward John Snow that they're waiting for the half hand. He hasn't arrived yet. He arrives at his old his own time. This is this is when I really started my, my first watch through to really start to like Night's Watch stuff was around this point. It's not that I didn't – I wouldn't say it was my least favorite part on my first watch through. But this was when I really started to really look forward to these scenes in every episode. When we really started to get our team up there of our characters. Uh, Ed, Ed and uh, – Gren are hilarious in the scene. Ed, Ed, yeah. is, Ed is awesome in this episode. Sam is starting to come into his own as a character for me on the show in this episode. And John's a little less whiny bitch than he is in some of the first season. He's the only stuff. one that sees the fire on the mountain. I paused yeah, on no my fire. 4K TV, you know, and I'm looking for any smoke and fire on any of those fucking mountains. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I, don't see shit. I didn't see shit either. I didn't see shit. And uh, we also, I love Ed in this scene with Gren. There's nothing more sickening than a man in love because Sam's going on about how beautiful it is that uh, yeah. that Gilly would love it and, and going off about. Oh, I read this all in the book, and the first first men were here, and he's he's getting all a excited. thousand years ago. They stood here and beat back the whites. Yeah, here, oh, as Steel Saber says, here we here we stand. Yeah, let's take a drink for for uh, for Mormont, Lord Commander of the Night's Watch, the old bear, old bear. Yeah, love love that, and I think that's why too. It, we really in this whole section we get a lot of the old bear, and I, yeah, and it just really makes me excited for these for these scenes uh do 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 okay so here we go uh so they reached the fortified summit of the first is the fist of the first man here's the wall and the fist of the first man could you there. lower it just Way a little bit joe there. here we go yes there we go yeah that's what i want to say so you see the wall here and the fist of the first. Well, this crest just keep just above the wall. 
and then right up there is the fist of the first man. And I think this map's a little small with that. It should actually it should actually be a little further than it is. Yeah, they it took them a hell of a long time to walk there. Yeah, they tend to uh, they tend to undersell that on maps of, of Westeros how big that that area of the north is beyond beyond the mm -hmm. wall and stuff and the between because because a lot of that's uncharted for if we want and to, mountains and mountains. So let's uh, we the chat's going really awesome with the discussion about uh, Littlefinger and what Littlefinger would do. It's gonna be fun to think about this going into the next episode and looking back at that. Excuse me. Okay, so we also get them, Sam being our history book, telling us the story of the first men. And Sam's amazed at such an ancient place, telling his companions that it was fortified by the first men in the long winter, thousands and thousands of years ago. Excuse me. He considered all the major historical events that have happened, uh, talking about the, the invasion of the Andals, the conquering of Westeros by Targaryens. Ed implores Stan, please stop fucking talking. Ed yeah, is, shut Ed, up. Shut yeah. the fuck up. I don't need a history lesson here. We all just oh, want to set camp and go home. But Keep Sam doesn't Sam. stop. Sam goes, I, 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 what do you think the first men were like? And Ed says, I think they were stupid. Because a clever man would never find himself in a place like this first uh he'd be in like dorn or some shit like that however uh perhaps john snow though is a stark and he's taking this very serious he goes no no i think that they came here because they were afraid they came here because they needed to fucking hide from the fucking white walkers winter's fucking coming bitches is basically what john snow says I just I love Ed so fucking much. I, I and I'm liking him. I'm loving him more on this watch for some reason. I I think I slept on Ed in my first watch through, but but uh, but I'm just I'm loving I'm loving him. He's he's he really cracked me up in this episode. Yeah, he's great comic relief. He is. He he's he's very brawn like in some ways. Yeah. He had he has a similar touch to the the actor's timing. A blunt wit. A blunt mm -hmm. wit. Yeah, and he's he's very funny about it. And and he may come off he's he comes off too as pretty intelligent as like a pretty intelligent guy yeah. too compared mm -hmm. to some of the other guys up at the Night's Watch. Uh, maybe that's why this little group is gravitating towards each other. Uh, Gren seems like he has a really good heart, but he doesn't seem like the, necessarily the mm -hmm. bright the brightest guy in the world. But. But uh, but Ed, on the other hand, seems seems intelligent. Part of the reason why he's like Sam, shut the fuck up. I don't know. That's Dolores Ed, right? Is he the black? Is he a blacksmith too? I'm I'm not sure. Was he the cook? I am not. I am not know. sure. That someone in the chat will be able to. Uh, was he eating? Neither of those things, and I'm confusing all sorts of things right now. He's been yeah. forever. Yeah. So then we hear uh, then we hear a horn, and uh, in. And Gren listens intensely, wondering if it's a warning about wildlings. John pauses before saying it's a single blast. That's for rangers returning, while wildlings would trigger two blasts. Ed notes that. Uh, so you just sit here and wait for yeah. the second blast. Yeah, that's fucking. Yeah, that's a shit. Yeah, that's fucking shitty. And Sam then adds, "Well, three blasts, like, and the timing of it's perfect. The way that it was cut, and the way Sam's line comes in, because it's a pause, and then Sam goes, "Well, three blasts means White Walkers, and they all just turn to him like." Shut, Shut the fuck, the fuck, fuck up. up. Like, why'd you say that? And he's like, yeah, but that hasn't been sounded for thousands of years ago, but three are white. Foreshadow. Well, dun, dun, dun. well, well, how do you know about it? I read it in a book. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, and a lot of people, yeah, where was, uh, where was Ed last season? Yeah, yeah, it's very, very good question. Where was Ed last season? So, 
John says that uh, he can see the half hand approaching, and another one of those things like you, Joe, with the fire. You can't see the half hand approaching. You just have to take. Oh, yeah, we could. We I paused. It oh, you paused that. Finally, on my new TV, I, I can see the, I the column or coming. Mm. Yeah, you can't see it, and there's some movement to it. Yeah. And then they show it a second time, and you can see it again. Oh, see, I I I must admit, I could I couldn't but I couldn't see it. It does kind of look like just a shadow like cr crease between the two mountains that doesn't have snow on it. Like it's tough to see. And uh, he said, E Martinez said, maybe Alistair had all of John's allies captive before, before, uh, that, yeah, that, maybe it was, it was, uh, maybe, but I, I don't know. I think that was just convenient writing. Why go Ed, Ed was hanging out with ghosts somewhere. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's no. where he was. <laughs> where the fuck were both of them? Okay. Anyways, so here we go to a very, a very fun scene where Tyrion discovers the wildfire. I do want to point something out. A lot of people might know this already, but the person that plays the head of the Alchemists Guild here, I believe his name is Haley or something, or Hanine or Halye, or I, I'm, I can't pronounce words spelled in the Game of Thrones universe, but it is played by the actor Roy Detrice, who does the uh, the audio commentary of the books who was originally supposed to play Grandmaster Pizel, but he was sick uh, in when they were originally filming, so he had to refuse the part, and they gave him this part and replacement to allow him because he felt ended up getting better, and and he's doing this uh, doing this this part. So we've got Roy Detrice, who a lot of people might know as the voice of the audiobooks. So uh, it's it's very fun to see him in this scene, and I can very much imagine him playing. Being Pizel, like seeing seeing him in this scene playing this character, you can see how he was he could have played that character. And yeah. <laughs> this order does not deal in pig shit. Oh, he's brilliant. He's a very rude one, isn't he? <laughs> oh, good. Sam says, "Good thing he doesn't play Pizel." <laughs> then we would hear him say, "Petire Baelish is here to see you, King." <laughs> we just get all his horrible mispronunciations that he does in the audio books. But yeah, the, the, he's really awesome in this part. Uh, this this order does not deal with pig shit. And we are we talked about this scene a little bit earlier. Uh, Braun does not like this. Braun is laughing at everything as as this guy claims that wildfire was the key to the power of House Targaryen after the dragons died out and it can melt a man's flesh. Tyrion asks. If you could pee, he always heard if you pee at it, uh, it will come back at you. And this guy goes, ah, well, I haven't experimented in that, but I, but I, I, I believe that it could be true. I, I love his reaction to that. <laughs> P. Tyre Baelish. And Bronn says uh, that he's basically heard every man on the street, every little friggin' dude and every uh, every little market on all of Westeros claims there seems to be some guys like I can make wildfire uh, with pig shit and this stuff. And this guy seems very offended by by that. No, no, we're not the pig shit guys. We're the real ones. Anyone can anyone can make this stuff, but we're making the good stuff. This is the real moonshine. This isn't that fucking backdoor crap that will blow will blow you up. We're making the good shit here. So, uh, so Braun assures he assures Braun that they don't deal in picture. So he tells Tyrion that the substance is fire, is fire's given form, and they're protecting it since King Magor Targaryen. Braun asks, "What's the purpose of the wildfire?" And he says, "It's going to be used in catapults, catapults to be thrown at the ships." 
Now he shows Tyrion and Braun the stalk of wildfire. Tyrion asks how much do they have, and Hale, he picks up a lantern and leads them to a deeper tunnel in, in a like a buried tunnel, which is really cool because it's one of those things that's allowing you to see how big and how crazy King's Landing is and how much there is to it in this area. And it's just it's just really cool going into some of the guild tunnels and getting to see this stuff. Bronn says that the substance could or how big the tunnels are under the Red Keep. Bronn says that the substance could be useful with real soldiers manning catapults, but all the trained soldiers are fighting Lord Ty with Tywin Lannister in the Riverlands. Now he calls Braun insulting as he leads them down a dark tunnel. Braun asks if he's ever seen a battlefield and predicts that uh, chaotic pots dropped inside the city with disastrous consequences, the city blowing up and shit. Braun predicts that they'll burn down the very city that they're trying to defend. And Tyrion. <laughs> it's absolutely I love right. the way he says it's it. Absolutely too. right. Yeah. He's cunts. I, we talked about this before. Someone's talking about in the, uh, in the, uh, the audio books, if, they should have got the actors. I think we talked about this before that that I would I would pay money. I would take any money, a little bit of money I have in the bank, and put to a Patreon or a PayPal or PayPal or a a what those GoFundMe or one of those movie things to get them to do the audiobooks with having the actors re- oh. having like Tywin read the audiobooks or having just. Let me each read their own chapter. Their their own chapters, or you could do some crossover for some characters that don't have uh, point of view chapters in the books that you'd want to get those actors in to read stuff. Like right I w- to read their lines. Like I wouldn't like you have Varys and Littlefinger actually somehow the two of them doing their voices, and, but do, just doing a big audio book version with the actors. Maybe that's something that can happen later on in life, uh, much 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 later, as long as we some of these actors stay alive. But I would pay I would pay tons of money for that. Anyways, yeah, here we go again with that shit. I would definitely, here we go. Yeah, that's what people in the chat, I would pay money here. I'm sorry, I repeat myself. But if I keep saying it, maybe it will happen. <laughs> if I keep fucking saying it. Okay, so, so Tyrion looks in and we see just so many, there must be like five, ten, five to 10,000 pots of these fucking things. Oh, I, and, uh, Braun repeats his fears about it being a bad idea, and Tyrion concurs, and he says that, but no, you won't be making this shit for my sister anymore. You'll be yeah, making this making me. for me. Will you yeah. make it for me? You just me. took over his sister's co business. Is awesome. That's a good question. That's a good thing, Tim. I'm going to look into that because I know they have those uh, petition websites, and uh, we're, we're, and that's a big thing. There's a there's a big petition to get Danny DeVito to do the voice of Pikachu right now, and, and it's oh getting some goodness. notoriety. So if we can do actually a petition on behalf of uh, Phil's recap and review to get this to happen, uh, maybe we can get some uh, maybe we can get some press on that. I'll work on that. I'll actually work on that. Writing a pitch of some sort to get the actors to do that. So so here we go. I would pay Patrick Stewart money to do it. I would pay Patrick Stewart money to read to me in, in night. Read me. Oh my goodness. To spoon Anything. with me. To spoon yes. with me while reading spoon me uh read. reading me <laughs> off lines from a blunt talk. Okay, so, <laughs> so uh That show was amazing. It's great. I love it. I'm in love with that show. So there there's also uh, not to bring reference to the prequel movies of Star Wars. But there's also sort of a uh, a moment like when Obi-Wan Kenobi goes to the clone planet, Camino, uh, I think it's called, and and finds the clone troopers. It's almost a moment like this. Like, Sir, uh, Lord Jedi Cypher-Dites, I've been making this uh, this wildfire for you for years. 
And uh, and Tyrion kind of just takes over the situation, takes the stormtroopers here, takes takes over the situation. Like I said before, that guild knows something too. That guild has many more than those seven thousand. Oh, absolutely. Vtrax, welcome. Hey, how's it, how's it going, buddy? Good to see you. Ch- check out check out Vtrax's stuff. Funny stuff on his channel. Do, 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 do. Yes, I would sit down. <laughs> Some funny shit going on in the chat right now. Holy shit. Okay, so should we get to this shit? Should we get to our uh, Daenerys of House Targaryen shit going on? Uh, Game of Game Game of Fifty Shades of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, holy shit. Uh, okay, let's kick. Let's. I. Danny's teaching. Uh, we get a little dragon stuff. Danny's teaching Drogon to cook meat with help from one of her little hair matings. And, so cute. And it is pretty cute. It's we get some cute dragon stuff here. Oh, we got some bitchy handmaidens here, huh? Yes, and then we get and then we get uh, a jealous Dothraki handmaid being pissed off mm-hmm. that she's being referred to as a queen and that the other ones gets more attention from the dragons. It's a whole. Ah, she said she referred to her as a princess, and she said she's not a princess. She's a Khaleesi. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, yada 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 with this stuff. Oh, what's this Zaro guy want to do with you? Uh, does he want to get in your pants? Look at this dress he sent you to wear dress. The last time a rich man sent me a dress, gave me a dress, he also gave me away to Kyle. Drogo. I know, B tracks. I realized that. I realized that halfway after I said that, I was thinking of our good friend <laughs> Brood. It was. I'm. I, so many good friends. It's I saw the B name and I immediately went to uh, went to one of our other friends, Brood, who's who I checked out his channel. He's got a lot of really funny videos with some physical comedy stuff for people to check out. So I saw I saw you and uh, yeah, quick, make some video videos now. <laughs> hurry, hurry, make some videos. yeah, hurry, hurry, hurry. Sorry, sorry about the false uh, promotion there. <laughs> I don't know why I'm apologizing. Yeah, go check out the channel that nothing's on. Okay, anyways. So, so yeah, Danny. Uh, okay, so um, the only cool thing about the Daenerys scenes in this episode to me is the stuff we get with uh, Quaithe from the Shire talking to talking to uh, Jorah and getting the progression of the Jorah and da- Daenerys storyline in this episode hmm. with about her finding out and realizing – that Jorah is in love. Uh, that Jorah is in love with her, and well, there's also the good scene between her and uh, Zaro no, in front of in front of the safe. No, and the, yeah. let, let's be fair. The first time I watched this, I wasn't bored to shit by this. But we talked about this no. in the last episode. It's tough to go back and watch the Daenerys stuff mm-hmm. when it's a lot of blue balls at this point in the se- series. Eventually, you just yes. accept it's all blue balls. It's all blue balls until like season four. But I'm saying, yeah, exactly. But at this point, you think, especially with the way Jor is talking to her, you think this is going somewhere. You really think this is going to her, going back to like, and it just never goes. It goes to the, it goes to Marine. That's all. I mean, ultimately, a lot of stuff happens in between. She's and on I, the other side of the fucking planet too. Like mm-hmm. she is so far away from home right now. Carth, this is home, right? This shit over here is home. She's down here. Actually, she's pretty close if you think that the world's round. She's, well, she's closer than she was if you think that the world's round. You're assuming that this is the only <laughs> landmass on the world. Like, that there's not, like, seven million miles of ocean. That this planet isn't, like, 
40 times the size of the earth. Like this, this planet could be so fucking big that there could be civilizations on the other side of it that just don't have like that are, that are more advanced or less. Like we don't know. All we know is Essos and let's, Westeros. Let's jump in. It could be a massive planet. Good point. Bigger that, than anything. you. you, you all we, you all we do know is that George R. R. Martin has said it is a round planet for whatever that's worth. Okay. So oh, you mean it's not a hectagon. Yeah. It's not a hectagon, or, but it, but meaning that, the two sides could be connected. She could get to Westeros by going in the opposite direction. The other way, yeah. But it might take her, you know, 40 but, times as long. But whatever. Let's jump into the chat for a second. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Daenerys, yada, yada, yada. Wouldn't this scene be awesome if Daenerys got shot in the face? Am I right? Or am I right? <laughs> oh, my God. I sm- oh, I smell the Danny hate is strong, says Steel, Steel Samus. Uh, very funny, but I know she won't die till the end. Dothraki, you're back in season six. Matter of fact, I know Drago's in my basement, too. I can only handle him one at a time. I lo- <laughs> the girls in the chat are hilarious tonight. I used to think his name was Zerozon Duck Sauce. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness yeah you let him out sparing sparing the duck sauce yeah timo let drogo out to go film his aquaman scenes and then locked him back in the basement in his uh his batman versus superman cameo and conan scenes yes yeah. danny does tim says danny does kind of suck it, okay so there is some fair enough there is some fun danny stuff in this moment she says something good about Viserys in this moment about uh talking about what he says about the dothraki and the dothraki mm-hmm. can't learn and it, it's it becomes interesting i also like the scene i like everything jora in this episode yeah. from the daenerys stuff i like when he's talking to her about the two dothraki that are trying to steal from the place oh they're having an argument one's trying to say that they can they can cut this mm. gold and ransack this place this way the other one's saying they can ransack this place uh, that way yeah that that whole thing was cute yeah it was. See, i think that's like are they in uh duck sauce's house right now yes is that where they are i think they're in duck sauce's house okay so if they're in duck sauce's house then all these we're, we're, wait, wait, wait. We're going with we're, uh, we're we're going with duck sauce. We're going with duck sauce. Okay. All all these uh all these gold there's a lot of them. There's a lot of gold peacocks in this area. One yeah. one quick I one quick quick points I just want to say before they scroll by. Tom says I w- I'd rather Viserys survived. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. and mm. so and someone else pointed out when I said the kind of cool thing happened with uh Queen the Viserian section. Uh, with uh, where somebody said where I said the thing about Quaith from the Shire, it was really cool. But it is unfortunate that the show kind of wrote that character out. I that was one of my, that's one of the characters with like strong Bellwas and a couple other ones that that I wish we we the show did more with. And I know did nothing with strong Bellwas, but you, I feel like we could have got more cool stuff with Quaith from the Shire. But they just sort of she comes in a couple times and just leaves. A couple I don't times. understand oh, that, why yeah, why you would take so... strong Bellwas out of it in the first uh, place. Well, such a small role and such. He's such my he's such my. Fi- I, I don't want to get into the my whiny bitch book, but if anything, the one minor thing I'm upset about, like when it really comes down, everything else I'm accepting, but I am sort of bitter, angry that we never got strong Bellwas on the show just because he's my my fa- he was one of my favorite book characters and i just i just really was like when i i was like oh i can't wait to see him on the show and, he, and i was really excited to see it and it just never happened i okay i'll quit bitching quick bitching okay so anyways enough duck sauce here <laughs> we're making claudia hungry mm-hmm. with the duck sauce <laughs> sorry claudia duck sauce got a lot of gold peacocks That's yes all he does he does mm-hmm. 
And <laughs> so, but it is a funny scene, Katie. You're right. It's very cute with uh, the Dothraki getting ready to steal the statue. But one thinks it's too heavy, but he believes he can parcel it up by taking pieces at a time and soften the gold. It's very easy. Daenerys remarks to Gold is soft. Yeah, you can chop through that shit. No problem. What if we melt it down? And then we're also greeted by what's his name? Piat Pre, the. Uh, the warlock, yeah, the, the warlock, warlock who uh, the undying PP the warlock PP yeah PP we're greeted by PP who uh, does a little warlock trick where, shit. where he does he gets his twin to show up behind him yeah. uh, you know what I once saw on like Oprah Sylvester Stallone had a Rocky meeting Sly Stallone and he just had his brother dress up like Rocky <laughs> right, exactly like, <laughs> like, why, like I'm so I'm so oh, with duck sauce God. here yeah oh they 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 drink so much of that blue that that uh blue kool-aid that their mm. minds are soft and their lips are blue that they actually believe their own parlor tricks are actually magic yeah. <laughs> like anybody here actually doesn't believe that's his own twin so like e martinez says how did duck sauce scheme all of quarth did he i love the duck sauce thing is sticking here it's duck sauce does stick and did he yep. does, does he have all, any money at all i know i don't well, think he does i think i think He's smart enough to know, hey, I can I can have this big safe and vault, but if I put all my fucking gold in these freaking peacock statues out here, nobody's going to steal those, but they're going to try to get into the safe. They're going to think I got even more in there. Yeah, it's all a show. And, it's uh, all a show, right? And Ren and B-Trax, I'm with you on He's uh, supposed to be the richest man well. in the city. It did, they but do say that, right? He he is the richest man in the city, correct? That that, that has been well, said. He's one of the 13. He's one of the rulers. On the council, right? Of and, the city. And he's probably one of the ones that's come from the most of nothing. He's had to build himself up because he makes yeah. reference that he came in as a barbarian of some sort. And he worked his way up to become. Right. He might have had a lot of money at one point. Maybe he's uh, had some bad investments. Maybe some. So, but he's doing a good job at hiding whether or not he does or doesn't have any no, money. Timo, you didn't ruin it for us. You made us better by naming him Duck Sauce. Oh, if so it, much better. I don't have to yes. try to say his name at all anymore. I could just say Duck Sauce. That's easy. <laughs> and then we've got Mighty Duck jokes built into this, you know? Quack, 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 quack. When he gets locked in that, you know, later on. DuckTales. Yeah, DuckTales. He's swimming around like Scrooge yeah. McDuck in now that I'm just oh, up, no. Now I'm just upset he's not in more of the series. <laughs> you know? Scrooge on. McDuck Sauce. And nice. and guys, uh, the Ren and uh, Tom, I believe, gave their ones the people that they're people that they've missed from the book, and I think maybe maybe we might get uh, one of those two at some point. I agree. The whole I'm with you, Timo. The whole Karth storyline extremely boring to me as well. It's more. Yeah. Bo- it's more. Bo- it's even more boring on the show. I I, I yes. hate being doing playing that game. We try not to do it too much, but it sucks in both. It's it's it doesn't suck as much in the I I. Eh, I don't love it. I don't love Daenerys in this book. In I gotta, I gotta tell you, I was, I was not a fan of Daenerys for a long time. Like I, I had to muscle through her chapters in the book. There were very few bright spots, like the a crown. This for is, a king this shore. is, this is, my, this was my the least favorite. Of, this was my least favorite of her books. But or of, of. But in the books, it's even more tormenting because it's even longer in the fucking desert, and it's even longer, like. Like city after but, but oh, the sh- but the sh- yeah. back oh, to fucking Westeros seven. already. But, Jesus. But the problem with the way they do it on the show is they skip. It's like that that long boring is so necessary for any of it to make sense. So in the show, it kind of is yeah. just like boring and doesn't make sense to someone that hasn't read before read it before. So it just comes off as like oh god. Uh, like you roll your eyes and you just you check your you checking your phone during the during these scenes or something yeah. like that. Like I don't know. Especially if you've seen this stuff. If this is like your third, fourth watch, yeah, like, watch it's tough. 
uh, I don't know if you're gonna skip you skip it. You, it might make it a little bit more interesting. I sort of uh, zone out. I always I zoned out during her chapters in this in this particular book. But, she's not getting naked anymore. She still does in this. Oh. You and Carmine with her getting naked. You never let it go. You you and Carmine for red. Every opportunity you get. Well, every show you'll point it out at least once. But she doesn't show her tits anymore. I love you guys. <laughs> you motherfuckers. Okay, so. <laughs> I mean, when I need to see them, I can always just, you know. B-Track says, I skip all Danny's audiobook chapters. I feel so bad. Her left. No, <laughs> I, I, listen, listen. Until like probably book four or five or whatever, you don't like need yeah there's to, no real like, progress maybe there's a little like bright like i said a, a few this little is, bright spots here and there but no the, in steel sabers really, it was tedious for me two really good points e martinez says her left boob was distracting me gave me the side eye and steel sabers with a really <laughs> steel sabers with a really good point the only problem with skipping the danny chapters and this is where you're saying joe that there are some good stuff would be yeah. the hints and the visions of prophecy i would think and that's the best yeah. part especially in the book i think that's done really well the house and the undying stuff uh the show it it's a little, again, not quite as clear. But, but uh, anyways, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't. I'm gonna go. Let me go over to the back corner and get the book and read it instead of watch the fucking show. But no, it's it's just. Uh, I don't like the Daenerys stuff, and I don't love. I don't love talking about it. Uh, but but okay. So Jor is watching Danny and 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 Duck Sauce talking, and he's approached by the coolest thing that happens in in uh, in Karth this whole time. Quaith from the Shire, a woman. In this like carved wooden mask, looks really yeah. awesome. And when does she what, ever what come the, back in? Like, this is the only time we see her on the show. It's the only on the show on the show. It's the only time we see her. She sticks around. Ah. In the book. She says that she watches over Daenerys, and uh, she says, "You watch over Daenerys." Talking to Jorah. Talking to Jorah. Yeah. He asks if he knows her, and she says that she knows him, reciting his old name and old origin. He asks who she is, and she says that she's no one. That's a point that uh, that and she's from a shy, from a shy, the same place that Melisandre's from, right? Uh, well, uh, no, Melisandre. Melisandre's from a shy. From a shy, and a shy is like here. A couple people say that she like may be over here. A couple people, <laughs> hands waving. let's jump in the chat for a second. A couple people say that, or there's a rumor or the speculation that she may be a Shara Dane. There's a lot of big hints and a big weird thing about who this person is. Uh, I want to bring out Ren Renwood's question or point that she brought up. She, when she's asked who she is, she says she's no one. We've heard yeah. that before. I am no one. Is she a, so she's one of the people from the faceless, men? The faceless is she, men? If, I'm just asking, could she possibly be? Is that relevant? It's worth bringing up. A lot of people, there are speculation that she's a much bigger force, someone that's sent from the Targaryens that's in the line, that's watching Daenerys, that she's Arthur, that she's Arthur Dane's daughter, that she's a, a Shara Dane, uh, possibly Jon Snow's mother, uh, and Daenerys's mother. Uh, or if you believe in the Daenerys and Jon are twins, like a whole bunch of shits wrapped up in who this possibly could be. Wait, who is I, I'm, ju- I'm, thro- I'm throwing, I'm Joe, I'm not going to confuse you. I'm just throwing out a lot. I'll show you some videos afterwards. I'm just throwing out a bunch of conspiracy theories about in the head. But there's a lot of rumor and speculation around this character. That's all I'm saying. A lot of speculation around who this character is and and what and also when we talk about now one of the characters I really do feel like I wish the show did a little bit more with but that's it she tells oh. she tells Jorah that the dragons are made of fire uh, fire made flesh and fire flesh. is power before leaving him at home they're gonna try to steal those dragons Jorah 
Yep. Yep. Bump, bump, bump. <laughs> Who Critch says, whoever she is, she knows a whole lot of shit about everything. Will they ever show Quaith again on the show, do you think? Uh, I was actually talking to somebody about this before in uh, when I was thinking about doing like a characters that the show's missed video or shows that the show's forgotten about. And she was like almost number one, number two or number yeah. one on my list. Mm-hmm. I really hope they do bring her back, but I have a feeling they, I'd be surprised if they did. The show tends to, when they decide to skip someone like that, I, 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 I'd have a hard time believing that they bring the character back in. But maybe, I hope so. I really do hope so. Would I turn down, no, God no, fuck no. <laughs> With Daenerys or Emile Clark? Emile Clark, yes, Daenerys, no. <laughs> but, uh. <laughs> Who would do that? I would, I would. You turn it down? Of course I would. Yes, yes. <laughs> Petting. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so uh, let's continue. So many great stuff happen. I get distracted. If you ever see my head turned like this and I'm just like, bump, bump, bump. He's reading chats. Damn, Phil. It's that hard was a, not to. It's hard not to. Damn, Phil. That was a fast answer. But she's not my first choice of the women of Westeros. It was a, it was a quick it was a quick answer. But I was just thinking, Mother of Dragons. I get to play with the dragons. I get to see dragons, especially when the dragons are at this age. Would I yeah. do it when they're oh, older? Yeah. But the dragons. Coldhand, Stoneheart, Quaith. Those are my three biggest misses. Mm, good, good ones. Correct, correct answer, Joe. <laughs> Bring back the Lady Direwolf. Maybe one day the Direwolf will be back. Who's my first choice? Is it? It's okay to say Sansa now. Is, is she old? She's old enough for me to say it's Sansa now. At this point, uh, Rob's wife, uh, Talisa, tell Talisa is that her name? Uh, Charlie Chaplin's what was really Melis? I even like Melisandre better than da- Daenerys uh, from a visual standpoint. Uh, gosh, but my first one would probably be would probably be Sansa though. With Sophia Turner, it's probably to me if I if I had to pick. You guys are doing guys all night in the chat. I I would probably say number one would be would be uh, would be would be her, <laughs> Sansa all the way. I got to think about this. Yeah, you. That's a tough one for bo- for boys though. For if I'm going the boys, John jo- Snow all the way. I'm t- team John Snow. Hmm. He's locked up in. I I I'll be visiting him in the basement. But but I but uh but Ger- Sansa. Sounds is definitely. I, I'm pausing why Joe thinks about uh, it. Okay. Um. Hey, I'm going for women. Uh, these are my choices: Brienne, and for men, the Hound. Bri- Brienne oh. and the Hound. Oh my goodness. I didn't get down with the Brienne. The yeah. Hound. I don't know. Yes, 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 yes. That's a little rough. Okay. Speaking of Brienne, this is a next good good transition, Joe. I think Joe <laughs> uh, Joe is doing it on purpose here as we transition to Brienne pledging herself to Catelyn Stark. This is a really cool scene between Catelyn and Brienne and they interact really well together. You can see that Brienne really just wants someone, something, someone to believe in. Someone to fight for and to 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 believe that she's fighting for a just cause. And she is someone that oh, uh, like Walter and... uh, Old Nan. I change. Old Nan. Old Nan. Good good one, Joe. (laughs) Who survives Joe's threesome? Joe Three's company. Sansa's beautiful, says Claudia. Joe's threesome. A little rough? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So this is just a really fun scene between. But I think Brienne is a little bit of a – she's just trying to find anything to fight for. And it's easy to – 
it's like Walter in The Big Lebowski with getting things to Vietnam. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. She just wants to find <laughs> it, wants to find something to fight for honor with, and is oh okay. You seem like a real honorable woman. You're you're not feminine, but you're tough in a feminine sort of way. It's and that's what that's, your audio element, Brian. Yeah, your audio element, Brian. So she, I've never met your son, and I don't understand this King of the North thing. But I want to fight for you. I'll defend you. She and you feel I just. You feel good for Brienne that Catelyn takes it real serious, and yeah. she and she she takes oh the, she takes it super serious super serious. She sees a woman warrior. She just watched this 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 woman cut down two Kingsguard. Yep, like and there's a she pi- takes this, this just to serious. go just to go to your pick just to be a pig for a second. There's a picture of uh, Gwendolyn Christie like I where she, a recent picture I saw of her where she I mean I think right. she's she's very a very attractive girl but. Uh, where uh, she's posed, it's like a magazine picture where she's wearing like almost nothing, and it's from behind, and she looks so unfucking believable. It's amazing, but whatever. Enough of that. As I'm distracted by Brienne being hot, which doesn't play on the show because Br- the character of Brienne's supposed to be so ugly, and I just don't find yeah. Gwen- Gwendolyn Christie ugly. So it's nope. so it's it's, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough sometimes because I it doesn't doesn't fly. Only ugly people are not ugly. Tyrion is supposed to have half yeah. a nose yeah. and a huge disfiguring scar he is supposed to look like the demon monkey that he is described as mm-hmm. like <laughs> brienne is supposed to be pretty ugly and and like also not just big but like ugly. but ugly like, like really hard to look yeah. hard to, like, like hard to look at <laughs> manly look like she's supposed to look almost like the hound with not scar and i noticed the first time i watched that it's like the scene when she's in the hot tub later on with jamie the hot tub uh the bath <laughs> and, I, and i'm like am i supposed to not find her attractive in this scene no you're absolutely supposed to find her attractive just as jamie actually kind of starts to find her attractive in that scene as well timo not because of her physical timo, no timo because aesthetic. of well because her physical aesthetic reminds him even though she's so much bigger she's still because of the blonde thing, the feminine, the femininity of her, the fact that I think Jamie's only been with Cersei, she still reminds him of Cersei. Yeah, and well, it, well, it, it cues an attraction between. Interesting. But uh, oh, and we got a couple people in the chat saying, "Oh, Natalie Dormer's fucking beautiful," and a couple people or Timo's wondering. I'm shocked no guy here likes Mel. Mel would probably be number two on my list if I had to break it down. Mel. Number, number two, Melisandre. I, yeah, no, I thought about that. I was thinking about I liked the idea of uh, if you, she kind of annoyed me though, the fire crotch up north there, John's, John's little lady. Egret. Egret? Egret. She kind of got a little bit annoying on the show, but she was pretty hot. Yeah, and then there is Melisandre. There's Roz too. Roz, Roz is smoking. We met Roz at the at the convention. She's even hotter in real. She's she's better oh, looking. Oh my god, these hot pants she yeah. was in. Anyways, okay, let's yeah, continue. She, no, oh. she's even more now enough of this. Let's get she's off. Let's get off this and let's get on Brienne. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Let, let's get off this and let's all get on Brienne. I mean, Brienne. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, so Brienne's surrounded by Catelyn and her vows. She 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 really gets gets connected with Catelyn here. It's a really fun scene between Catelyn and, and Brienne where they connect. And I, f- you feel really good for both of them after, at the end of this scene. I, yeah. I feel like you feel good that Catelyn has someone like Brienne watching her back and you feel good that Brienne has something to fight for and something to believe. Yeah. In. A purpose. Yeah. So <laughs> here we go. I just want to hurry up and get to this scene because this is fucking hilarious. We get the, in the great hall of Winterfell with Brienne, where Bran is we see Bran acting like a really good lord, and good lord, uh, but ultimately, <laughs> but ultimately in this scene, who steals this scene? Cook, 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 cook. 
It, it reminded me of the Tyrion story from the cell with Jamie. The, the it's not his name's not Moog. I don't Gronk. think. Gronk. 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 Crushing the bugs, but he's crushing uh, the walnuts with the rock. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, we also get uh, we get specifically we get this scene of Shepard reports being unable to tend to his flock because his sons are fighting Rob's war, and uh, Brand deals with this a lot better than he dealt with the situation last time. He doesn't snap at the guy. He just he says the loyalty of your sons, but we'll gr- there's growing up. We we can't protect people in the north. There's there's not enough wolves to protect the sheep, but we'll we'll help you out. We'll send some we'll send a some people to protect your camp or whatever. And at the and Brand's doing this all professional, being really not good at his job, mm. ma- mature for his age. At all the time, Rickon's just over there. I forgot that they did a, this much character development with Rickon. They don't really focus on him enough, but no. but the fact that. Like when I mean focus on him, they never even center the camera on him smashing. It's, he's like off to the side of the shot. Yeah. It's always on brand, and you There's just see a lot of little Rickon moments, like in the tombs. They end up down in the tombs at one point, and Rickon comes out with Shaggy Dog. Yep, that's I where forgo- he's playing. Like I forgot the, about he's this in the scene. peripheral quite a bit. I forgot about this scene though, and I think it's really good to show what's evident in the story about Rickon being very angry and and. I feel like they could have done more in the show with Shaggy Dog being out of control and referencing that. But I feel like this was done. We always bitch about who's this guy, whatever. I feel like this is probably the best development we've gotten on Rickon in the show that show that he's angry. Rickon's angry right now. He's oh, yeah. <laughs> he comes off as angry too down in the down that, in the. Uh, but it's the continuation yeah. of this, and this is the manifestation that he's not just showing it just to Bran. He's showing it out public uh, in moments right. when he yeah. shouldn't be. He knows he's it. not supposed to be behaving like that at the table, exactly. and he's doing it anyway. Nobody's correcting him. And no one's correcting him. Yeah, he's the lost, ignored boy. So then Roderick Castle comes in the Great Hall and he calls for Bran. He says, reports him that Torin Square is under siege. Lewin looks shocked. He remarks that the square is 40 leagues away and wonders how the Lannisters have reached so now, far. Now, the league is, about, is just over, uh, nautical league anyway, it's just over three miles. So, so uh, a land league is about three miles, it's considered. So it's 120 miles away. Now, I showed you how far it was. It's only like an inch on the map. That's 120 miles. Now, Osha's listening intently as she lights a candle at the back of the room. Sir Roderick speculates that it could be a raiding party led by the mountain or a group of swords. Bran says that they no one suggests that it could be the Ironborn. Uh, Bran says that they must help their bannermen. Rob, Roderick nods, and he takes the 200 best men that they have. Hey, wait, wait. Master Lewin's like, hey, do, you, do they have to take so many? And Bran's like, listen, if we can't expect them to help us if we don't help them. Exactly. So take whatever you need, Lewin. Exactly. And it's a good decision. God, the Meister the should moment. have opened his mouth again and said, you know, you don't need 200 men. Take 100. Yeah, Leave you, 100. You, you, well, you, you can muster 200. We need to keep people here, yeah. too. Lewin you is, can only question the Lord so much. Well, yes, he but he's, he's there. But he's, he's, I, I, Katie, I agree, I agree with you. The hand of the Lord. I agree, with, I agree with you 100%, Katie, that he, you can only question him so much. But in this situation with something so important, this is right. the time where Lewin needs to put his foot down and, and say, and even appeal to Roderick in this situation, we really shouldn't leave Winterfell that unguarded. Because he, he had the thought, well, you're right. You're right and he and i think he probably would be more likely to do it behind closed doors but he probably wanted to not argue with bren in public too much right and there's there's also the brand leaves it at, at take however many men you need which is the perfect time for the meister to say what you said and say something to roderick about 
remember we need to keep Winterfell protected exactly. as well. We the, the well, biggest at, oh, I'm sorry without Kate, saying don't take 200 men without undermining Bran, but just telling Roderick to be mindful. But I don't think what Bran is is saying is necessarily a take bad off. decision. No, no, no. Bran's making moment with what they know. Bran's making Bran, absolutely no expectation of any. We are. You're right. You're right, Katie. We are. We are Monday morning. Monday morning quarterbacking it a little bit, knowing what the outcome is in the situation. They didn't know that they were at any other danger in the situation. Uh, so I agree that because Lewin may not agree with Bran's decision, but he gets that proud look like Bran made a good decision in this moment. He's mm-hmm. he's being a good lord. He doesn't yeah. he doesn't go, oh the kid mm-hmm. fucked this one up. He's just like, maybe we should. I don't think he thinks, oh shit, we really have to do this. I don't think he's passionate about it. I think he believes that Bran has a sense what's right what he really should have done was been the number one asset that we have here and anywhere around here in the north is bran and rickon we cannot leave them unguarded but he didn't do that and i don't think that even flashed through his mind i think he was it was just protocol of him to leave 100 men behind they couldn't take all 200 but if they you know i don't think it's a bad i don't think bran makes a bad decision i don't think anything like that i just wish nuan uh the meister had Spoken up a it's little fun. bit. You just turned Master. Lu- you just turned Master Lewin into like a Southerner, like Luan. Lu- Master. <laughs> Master. That is just funny how you said it. You, it, you, it just the way it came out was was like, yeah, I was watching Thelma and Luan Lee's town in South. You're watching like a remake of Thelma and Louise with uh with Lewin. Okay, so Hodor. Our next scene, we get Hodor. Hodor. Hodor, Hodor, Hodor. carrying Bran. Well, he says Ho- Hodor, and Hodor goes Hodor. Hodor, and Hodor b- carries Bran across the stables as Osha walks with them. Bran questions her about the significance of his dreams in the Three-Eyed Raven. She tells him to ask Master Luan, Master Luan, and she goes, "Luan's down know. drinking some drinking some uh, wild turkey down in the basement." He goes, "I did ask him, and he doesn't know shit he, about Three-Eyed Raven." And she kind of, "I don't either." And I, but she playing it like I don't know either, and he calls her a dirty liar don't call me a dirty liar blah 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 and they kind of go back and forth and she basically more than admits that she does know about what it means but doesn't put a lot of faith or isn't going to verbalize all the bullshit she hears from the wildlings and beyond the wall that people talk beyond there everyone's talking everyone's talking but really we know she's not saying anything because she's scared and she's seen some shit Mm -hmm. and she's just trying she's afraid to let that out in there and she's probably trying to protect bran on some level so so they they we also were established that bran had another dream about the (laughs) sea rising up to winterfell and roderick being was it is it lewin or roderick being drowning or something like that roderick being drowned and just a whole bunch of other shit. And I believe in the book, it's not Bran. I think it's, is it, is it Jojen Reed that has that dream in the book? I, I, I want to say it's, that's not a specific dream that, but they, they sort of haven't introduced Jojen yet. So they're just sort of mainlining it to Bran in this situation. So Bran asks, uh, what they say about three eyed Ravens beyond the North of the wall. She refuses to answer saying they say all kinds of crazy shit North of the wall. So our next scene is Corin Halfhand. He uh, he spots something on a distant mountain. This is the one that Joe you said that they could, it's a fire. Yeah, you could. No one could see the fire. And ultimately, in this scene, John wants to go on the mission with them. John offers himself up. He says, "Listen, I may be a uh, listen, I may be a Stuart, but 
I killed a white. None of you guys can say that. I deserve to come with you. And the half hand seems to love the fact that John is the one that killed the white and fully welcomes John to join the crew. Exactly. But, oh, so this is the one I've heard about. But Mormon doesn't want him to join the crew, I think, because he wants to protect him. He's afraid for Jon Snow. He doesn't want Jon Snow put... Well, an old yeah. man just beat his ass, too. Right. Well, that's a tough old man, Joe. Yeah, I guess so. I think... I, yeah, I, I don't guess, think so. Mormon thinks he's completely ready. I, 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 Katie, I think it's that. I think it's also... Mormont knows that truly, he already knows at this point that whenever his time comes, he wants John to be his successor. So he's protecting yeah. John, I think. I think he already has, dis- in his mind, he's grooming John. It's like Sam says to John, you're being groomed for leadership. That's right. why he yeah. made you, he, that's why he wants you next to him in every step of the way so you can take over when he's done. Yep. Uh, wait, uh, wasn't sure I was reading too much into it. Is there a question here? I'm assuming that. Uh, maybe uh, Timo, ask me what. Uh, repeat the question if the chat went went past. After Tom from the Lowlands runs my friend, I was asking. Uh, I was talking to show Cersei. wasn't aware of, of all of her book slut capades. <laughs> so, quick question: How does Osha know all this info? Oh, I saw the question. Does it mean all the wildlings know this stuff? Pretty, pretty much, much, they talk well, about this the shit all the time. They're they're a war- the well, quickly, we quickly, quick answer it. though, Joe. Before you go, uh, there we see earlier in the season when we first meet her or in last season when we meet her uh with the other men the men that rob eventually kills when they attack bran one of them says to her you know you've seen what's beyond the wall we know that at least her and her group have have seen some things that have caused them to want to come beyond come come south come south well and they talk about just getting as far south as they can get and and uh we'll see in, in future episodes some shit that the wildlings or the free folk uh do and, and know about that, that that's commonplace among them that's forgotten below the wall are you a you mentioned old nan earlier do you think that everything old nan says is true basically do you think old nan speaks the truth basically and that's what's horrifying about her tales or do you think she embellishes like like lewin thinks she embellishes I think it's true. I think everything she says is true too. I think yeah. I think pretty much everything we've heard come out of her mouth is truth, or is is truth to the way something that we will see or that we've seen already. Personally, I think yeah. she's she's sort of our. Well, stories have a way of becoming embellished a little bit. She wants to make it a little scarier for the kid at night, or a little bit more romantic for Sansa at night. But how like, did you, quick, things? Quick question, but, maybe. But for the most part, I think yeah, it's all true story. Back to the OSHA stuff. Lore. Back to the OSHA stuff. But how did she know the meaning of the red comet, three-eyed raven, and stuff? I think a lot of people of different everybody or different cultures had different speculations of yeah. what the comet and what the power meant, and that's something that gets explained. The a comets little. come around. The sun, the moon, the stars. But the, the but, comets, but specifically the what blah, blah, blah. that specifically what that means, and a lot of people have a lot of different speculation of what when everything gets red and and she, i think she just is i'm surprised he didn't write in a heaven's gate cult <laughs> into the story where a bunch of people killed themselves for the comet the red comet 
so the wildlings have an old nan beyond the wall. I'm sure they do. That's what right. I'm saying. Every like, single grandmother beyond the wall. And you got to right. figure that since the wildlings are living beyond the wall, they're more connected. They've seen these things a lot more recently and a lot more often than people of Westeros have. And they notice that everything's coming up. And they're probably at the more north you get, the more spiritual you're connected to the stuff with the weirwoods and everything like that. And everything that's passed on is more closely still connected and fresh. So any Anyone in the north or in the, in the in the real north is probably just a little bit more accepting of these things that these tales that people like old Nan tell. So they just all know the stories is what I'm guessing is because they're more fresh in people's minds up there. Well, and, and some of the things just aren't stories like we'll see. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like like giants or things like that. Like, like she's got to know, like she's, she's probably just not telling Bran, but she's got to know about wars. Yeah, she has to, because we know that the wildlings ha- or yeah, later on we see that. So yeah, she, she, she does. She probably wargs are more common beyond the wall is what you, we right. Are, and so just- if she's not telling, like she's not telling Bran and she's not telling Bran this stuff on purpose because she doesn't want to put like, Hey, you're a war. Oh my God, Bran, you're a warg. If she's not going to tell him that she'd lose her head. My story would have her thrown in jail, exactly. kicked out of Winterfell. So, uh, so, so, so ultimately, okay, uh, yeah. So, so basically, Mormont wants to protect John, but John ends up going anyways, and this starts our Jon Snow adventure that we'll be talking about for the rest of for a long while, and we will Jon Snow will know nothing soon. So our last, oh no, is this our last scene of the episode? Or we go back to Daenerys for the end of our episode here, really. Oh no, it isn't the end. So we go to Daenerys first. And we kind of already talked about this. This is where he kind of shows her the safe. He proposes for He proposes, deal. he shows her the safe, says he'll give her half all the money that's in the safe and to buy ships to sail back to Westeros. He never says his money He never shows her. He never shows he never her said, the money. He never, he never says his anything in there. Right, he he never shows her. He says he'll give her half of whatever's in there, and he, but he never proves her that anything's in there. She never. But she asks, asks what's in there, and he chuckles. And he chuckles. So also, we see in that scene that she he convinces her, he plants the seeds of discontent in her about Jorah that Jorah is in love with you. Oh, I know, I see your man, your man slave. He's in love with you. Ha ha ha. And <laughs> and uh, what else happens in this scene? She talks, and then she talks to. Uh, Talks to Jorah, who's like, listen, you're fucking... No, I don't love you. I just want to see you where you should be. We should leave here. We should. All we need is one ship. Don't and... listen to him. Don't marry him. Listen to me. We're going to leave here. You get away from him, baby. I'll take care of you. Don't worry about it. We'll get all your peeps We're over there. We'll get, our, we'll get help from over there. We don't need help from over here. We're set. Good point, Ren Renwood says. Life is harsh. I would think that there'd be less older women beyond the wall. And Timo, Timo, excuse me. I, I've been doing good all night, Timo. Timo, T, excuse me, Timo and Tom say, damn, Danny, yada, 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 blah, 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 Danny, blah, 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 blah. I like the scene between Jorah and Danny when they're arguing, they're going back and forth, and Jorah's kind of in her face about, oh, you're trusting this guy because he showed you a blood oath? That's why you're trusting him? Right, because he showed you a door. Because he showed you a door and cut his finger. What? What's going on here? And and he also gets into the sometimes I don't think you're real. And sometimes I don't think you're any just of, so pretty. You're so pretty. Sometimes I don't think I you're real. Smell your hair. Okay. Touch. Anything else we want to say about Daenerys tonight before we call Daenerys tonight? Show you Daenerys. Show in our famous words of one of our one of our old callers. Daenerys, I show I won't show my titties. Dan, Daenerys, show your titties. 
<laughs> so thank you, Daenerys. So we <laughs> so we go to our last uh and we're getting great speculation in the chat room about about is there old nans in villages throughout the wild? Like, I love the discussions that go well, on. Well, that the chat warrior room. chick last season that the kids kill. Yeah, the old nans are back at home taking care of the hearth. They're not running around with the warrior wildlings. Right, but they are. All the wildlings are with it. Not just like yeah, all the warriors in the, in the back. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, so here we go into our final scene of the episode. Uh, we see Arya watching Gendry as she's as as how could how can you blame anyone? Gendry's got to be locked in someone someone in the chat room's basement right now. <laughs> What's going on in the chat tonight? Gendry, Gendry's locked in someone's basement, and Arya is just like, oh, yeah, Gendry. She's just taking it all in, Eat, eating an is she eating an apple in this scene or something? She's just like eating something, watching Gendry like. Listen, boy, you should stand. You should stand sideways with that sword, boy. Turn around. Turn all the way around. Why would I, why would I turn all the way? Why would I turn to the side? I'm not fighting anyone. No. Well, you're practicing for fighting, and this reminds me of something an old uh, basketball coach said to me: that when you're when you're shooting, you shoot in practice like you shoot in a game. Why yeah. are you practicing when you're not practicing how you f- actually fight? So she's kind of trying to teach him to be be a smaller target and move on a side. It's a it's kind of a cute scene between the two of them, and ultimately, <laughs> no Gendry can't stay in the basement. Maybe he's gonna visit to see the whole package before the basement admi- admittance. <laughs> Timo, oh my goodness, I love this is the cre- I love this creepy podcast of the guy. <laughs> poor, poor poor people. Poor cast of Game of Thrones. Poor male cast of Game of Thrones tonight. They're actually they're being treated really well in the basement. They get brought food. It's like saving Sil- saving Silverman. You're like bringing them food, and, or uh, or what's that horrible movie with uh, with Dan Aykroyd and Daniel Stern where they can't kidnap uh, Celtic Pride, where they kidnap Damon Wayans. You know, they're those kind of kidnapping in the basement. They're not nothing or uh, or Bette Midler and uh, what's that movie with Judge Ryan? Ruthless People. Ruthless People. Yeah, oh, great movie. Something like that. You know, it's that kind of kidnapping. So, so that's it, also a Danny DeVito movie. Yeah, another Danny DeVito movie. So, so yeah, so she's just yeah. Arya has a season pass watching Gendry's ass this whole time. So, right at this time. A, they notice a uh, they're practicing fighting. A woman screams in a courtyard, and they rush over to see what happens. And they find the body of the tickler surrounded by Lannister men at arms. His head was on backwards, dude. Yep. What was that? The tickler's head was on. backwards. Yeah, the tickler's head was on backwards. Arya looks up at the ramparts above, and she sees and he's eating an apple. Yeah, and she sees Jakinakar up there eating a fucking apple, and <laughs> just was smiling down. Hey, baby, you know, look it up. There you go. Hash granted. Possibly the happiest moment at the end of a G- Game of Thrones episode ever. It's just a real happy moment. And everyone's brilliant. everyone's happy. Oh, my goodness. And that, and that is the end of our episode. Let's get into a couple quick notes that I have. Notes, fun facts. This episode marks the death of King of King Renly Baratheon. They actually calls him King Renly Baratheon. The night that this episode aired, the actor Finn Jones, who plays Renly's lover, Loris Terrell, posted to his Twitter account, When the sun has set, no candle can replace it. Aww. So, Aww. Yeah. Now, now, Renly's death scene reduces the number of factions in the in the war to four, Joffrey, Rob, Balon Greyjoy, and Stannis. 
conveniently, Balon just kind of disappears eventually. But we'll we'll learn about the rest of them. Of course, due to geography, not ideology, Stannis isn't actively fighting Raw because they're on opposite sides of the Lannister position in the middle of the continent. The only included the factions are currently fighting each other in the open warfare. House Tyrell, House Martell, House Aaron are still active players in the ongoing political, blah, blah, blah. But they're not. Whatever. For the first time since she left Pentos, Daenerys, I forgot, we forgot to mention this, Daenerys is brought up to speed on the current political situation in Westeros, including... Yeah, she finds out that uh, Robert, Robert's dead. Finally. Robert's dead, yep. Yeah. And uh, the fact that the four rival kings now vie for the throne, word of Renly's death has uh, not ha- has not ach- reached across the narrow sea yet. Daenerys is... Uh, we also get the first word of the, uh, Dracarys of uh, Daenerys teaching her dragon the word for dragonfire for High Valerian. When Renly is meeting with Catelyn Stark, he says that the oath of fealty that he wants Rob Stark to swear to will be the same that Eddard Stark swore to Robert Baratheon 18 years ago. In season one, the events of Robert's rebellion were consistently said to have occurred 17 years ago. This reflects the passage of time to season two and shows how, how much time's passed. Bronn refers to what Joffrey did to the birthday present that Tyrion sent mm-hmm. him, which occurred in a preceding episode. In the, we forgot to mention that as well. He talks about how the king is non-redeemable. But in the culture of the Seven Kingdoms, people actually use the term name day, not birthday, because babies are named on the day of their birth. So it was actually... On their first birthday. It was actually the it was actually name day has been consistently used on screen every single time in Game of Thrones. It's the only time birthdays ever said. So it's probably a mess up by the actor and they just kept it in. So uh, that Braun said birthday on every take and they didn't want to fuck with it. Fuck with it. Anyway, anyways, a couple more quick ones. According to the novel, Cersei gives orders to prepare wildfire and other steps to protect King's Landing from Stannis' imminent attack, but Tyrion supervises the preparations and the training of the soldiers. According to the novels, the first man whom Arya told Jekinagar to kill was not the tickler, but some guy named Chriswick, uh, one of uh, the mountain soldiers, after she heard him laughing about how her and another, others gang raped the innkeeper's daughter. According to the novel, the combined forces of the Night's Watch were 300, not 400 men, blah, 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 blah. According to the novel, Corrin's plan was not to kill Mance Raider, but to spy on his army and discover what was the magical power he was looking at in the Frost Fangs. If you pay attention in both Stannis and Renly's battle tents, you can see tapestries hanging that are depicting battle scenes. These are sections taken from the battle... Uh, battle tapestry which depicts the battle of hastings the key battle of the norman conquest of britain where english held uh king harold died the invading forces of william duke of normandy later known as william the conqueror interesting crap according to the novel it was not dagmar but theon's idea to re- attack torin square as a diversion in order to conquer winterfell according to the novels it was not davos but lord bryce Karen, who dissuaded Stannis from bringing Melisandre to the prepare to the Battle of the Blackwater. He claimed that if Stannis won the battle, people would say he owed his crown to Melisandre. Uh, it was not Bran Bajosian who had the dream, blah, blah, blah. Uh, there is no regional Lannister in the novels. It was just made so Charles Dance can act like a dick to somebody. <laughs> There's, And that's basically it. Just a couple other little ones. According to the novel, Stannis did not give the command of his fleet to Davos, but to his brother-in-law, Sir Emery Florent. Bam. Sorry for all those little notes. I'm, I try to put those in in every episode. Uh, there's a couple of other little ones here and there. Uh, there's no Harker or Borber in the novel. The two rangers that Corrin chooses for his scouting party, in, in addition to Stone Snake and Jon Snow, were called Eben and Dalbridge. And that is it. I got to thank the Game of Thrones wiki and, and also IMDb 
fun facts information for all those little fact fact thingies that I throw in on the episodes and and stuff. So try to throw in those in every episode and specifically because this episode we didn't have any audio commentary to talk about too. So a couple I, I got to say, um, would I watch 50 Shades of Games of Thrones, uh, 50 <laughs> Games of Shade of Thrones or whatever? Uh, it basically is that already. <laughs> have you seen these Joffrey and Ramsay scenes? Or these little, are the little finger, or, or the <laughs> like little, little finger scenes. And it already, it's already there. Sorry. So, so many great stuffs happening in the chat. Steel Sabers, <laughs> who gets fed first in the basement? A hierarchy needs to be established so they don't fight with all these colorful personalities. <laughs> oh, they're after. Oh my gosh, Barbara, Barbara, do, do I understand this correctly? I'm being marked down, Barbara. I'm being kidnapped by Kmart. Yeah, <laughs> I love, I love what's going on in the chat. And again, everybody, I guess. Oh no, is it that time? Oh. No, no. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us tonight. You guys in the chat were out of control tonight. You guys really carried the first half of the show till Joe and I woke up in the middle of the show. Joe and I were like grumpy old men at the beginning of the show. We're like, blah, 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 blah. We're asleep. And Katie is always fucking awesome. Now Joe's going to do some video game streaming on Dirty Issues Gaming tonight, I believe, doing some Back to the Future. So please check that out. If you haven't already, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Thank you, everybody. Everybody that subscribed uh, in the last 24 hours, based off the Grease thing, we have a couple of subscribers. Thank you so much for any of you guys that were listening last night that helped share the channel and helped spread the word. And we were at, we asked for that last night and asked for all you guys to share the channel and help get us out there. And we thank you guys. We definitely got a couple of subscribers over last night. So thank you. That's thanks yeah. to you guys. Really do appreciate that. If, if you ever have any questions, you can always email me at igetissuesman at gmail.com. Check out issuesprogram.com or Phil's Recap and Review. We renamed the site, have a couple of additions, a little bit more function to it. There's going to be some more changes over the next couple of months as well. Thank you, everybody in the chat. You guys are so fucking awesome. If you ever want to call, leave a voicemail, 781-990-8509. You can also email at igetissuesman at gmail.com. I said that. Follow me on Twitter at igetissuesman. Follow Joe at DirtyLocks. Katie's on the Google Plus at Cat Who. Love you guys all in the chat. Steel Sabus, you guys are so great. Timo, Elmar, E. Martinez, uh, Ren Renwood. All you guys were so fucking awesome tonight. The discussions in the chat. This is one of my favorite chats. It'll, every night's awesome, but you guys were kick ass tonight. A lot of amazing discussions going on. We will talk to you guys very soon for more Game of Thrones action. And in another couple of weeks, it's going to get really crazy here with uh, with like three shows a week with Better Call Saul, Vikings, and the new Walking Dead. And we'll be fitting in uh, Sopranos and Game of Thrones recaps as well as we get closer and closer to season six of Game of Thrones. And like I said, probably around mid-March, we're going to probably hesitate to doing these look pasts and start just doing weekly hype for game of si- game of thrones season six podcast i'm i'm there joe it's almost ha- i say this every week it's almost hard to go back to these season two right now because of how excited i am for season six it's difficult well, we're almost done with it too we only got what five, five we're, we're, this is the halfway point <laughs> nothing halfway point every yeah nothing you know nothing joe joe dirty locks everybody have a good night, good night. peace